get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? Oh, what up, though? I'm never prepared. What yeah, up, you, though? You're never prepared. Welcome back to the 68th episode of the What Up, Though? podcast. And we have two guests in the building, uh, Pat and Filemouth. What up, though? What up, though? Yo. I thought you was going to let them introduce themselves, but oh, whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it. I was like, eh, you know, whatever. So, thanks for coming out. Uh, uh, Bearing with us with our mic difficulties. Hey, thank you uh, for having us. I man. really like. I was so geek. I went to the guitar center, bought this fucking thing, the little uh, adapter, and I'm like, okay, shit, sweet. Went to school, and then I swear I was like, I was fucking with the shit earlier today, and then it just, I don't know, whatever. See how we talking about our microphone issue? You see how loud this motherfucker is, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you start talking, I be whispering, doing these takes and shit, but then you know you get loud and <laughs> get animated and, and and shit, so. It's all good. So, I don't know where to start. Um, last week, we kind of uh, we, we kind of went on a tangent. We were just talking about, like, a lot of our if y'all haven't really heard, a lot of, a lot of our yes. shit is really, like, anti-fuck the police and, you right. know, a lot of shit. And, the NWA of podcast. Right, right. <laughs> and so, you know, like, and it seemed like every week, you know, since we've been doing our podcast, probably about a year and almost two years now. You know, it seemed like that's when all, a lot of the media was covering a lot of the, you know, oh, police killings yeah. and shit. And so it seemed like every week it was like a different fucker that was dead or a different cop that did some fuck shit or whatever the case. So, you know, it's like we try to have these lighthearted ones sometimes, but sometimes it's just shit that, you know, we figure we want to cover. So fuck it. We do it. So. Right. But uh, I don't think anybody died. want to talk week. about, man. Yeah, I don't think anybody died this week. So um, they probably did. Honestly, the, the only <laughs> differences from like now to then was you couldn't just look up on your Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and and see the shit all the time. Well, yeah, I, I I do agree with that. I remember somebody definitely died, but I mean like a high profile like <laughs> high profile thing that everybody know about. Do you know anybody died with the house explosion in Redford? In Redford? I'm not sure. So I heard about that. Though. There was a, a house that basically just exploded. Uh, they didn't have any regular gas hookup, so that, it was just using propane. Oh man! Oh, and propane wow. accessories. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. I think I think you missed my reference. Oh, <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you never seen King of the Hill? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, Boomhauer. Yeah, I never. Dude, uh, speaking of cartoons, I was watching. Uh, hey, so propane and propane accessories. So when you said propane, I was like, a propane no, accessories. I wish I would have known. I would have yeah. yeah, read the joke, but yeah, I'm off. So, no, I was. It's, I was watching. I was at this uh, cigar place today, and they had a. Um, fuck, I hate when I do this. Cartman, what's the uh, South Park? South Park. Yeah. South Park still is funny as shit, dude. Yeah, they they don't <laughs> they give a fuck. Man. They had an episode today where uh, Cartman was trying to figure out who his daddy was. <laughs> And I've seen that one. his mom was uh, going through the story of how she was, you know, she thought she fucked the Native American, but she got fucked up, so she don't remember nothing after that. So then it went from the Native American to uh, the chef. And then so he thought, and so now, so the chef told the story, and the chef like, yeah, you know, we, he, he basically insinuated that he fucked his mom. And so then after that, 
he thought he was, you know, half black. So then he found the high top fade, and he got all these like big jewelry and shit, and you know, just just the stereotype and shit. So then he, after that, he figured out that it wasn't him, and so ended up. Well, I think they tested like the whole uh, 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 Denver Broncos team or some <laughs> shit, and then it was the one dude that walks around with the puppet or some shit. I don't know if it ended up with him or not. I stopped watching after that. But <laughs> it just shows how dated you are. You like South Park funny as fuck still. Like, dude, that episode's like ten years old. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know the crazy part. I, I thought I heard someone talk. I seen on Twitter someone talking about how South Park was still on and all this shit. So I'm just assuming it's been I, off episode, about. It's on like I think like the, about the twentieth season. And so I'm just assuming and, it's yeah. new shit. But so no, like, that's an old. Do they? So you do make new one. shit then? They what? They still make they make yeah. new episodes. Yeah. See, that's what I thought it was some new shit. Now I'm just deflated. No, that that episode's old, old as hell. It's still on and it's still good. Simpsons but that too, right? Old. Yeah. Oh, the Simpsons is on like season twenty six or twenty five. Jeez. If, if you had a, to pick a cartoon for your childhood that you would like to, to keep going, what, what, what would it have been? Transformers or G.I. Joe's? Yeah, He-Man was my shit, man. And uh, on some real shit, the Snorks, dog. The Snorks was my shit. <laughs> Snorks? I don't, yeah, don't, I don't judge remember me, that. Man. What's yeah. Snorks? It was really... like these like, little underwater things. They had little... Like they had blowhole tubes, some shit yeah, on their head. Man. Like I remember the snorks. I remember those dinosaurs that were like, uh, they're like in space. <laughs> it was like a USA show. I remember USA had the weird shows. I was like, yeah. I feel like you making this shit up. Like this shit, you dreamt or something. Well, USA had some bad shows. I wish they still had <laughs> dinosaurs in space. Right. <laughs> oh man, somebody's. somebody's I wish gotta you could remember. Name it. Not, I'm really curious. Like, what the fuck show? Was that low key was? might be the name. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs in space. space. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't too many uh, creative, uh, creative names that. Oddly enough, I kind of wish the Hammer Show actually kept up. The Hammer uh, Show, Hammer, yeah. Yeah. Hammer Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking Stanley, dude, his fucking baggy pants and shit. talking shoes. I wish they still had those Cartoon Saturdays like they had when we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, there ain't even cartoons on Saturday morning anywhere. Yeah, I was like, they don't even cartoons from Saturday just ain't been on in shit. Right. however many years. I just watched, couldn't imagine like getting they, up and it's like no cartoons on. They don't have them at all anymore. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Man. I even like the whack ones, like um, like <laughs> like Attack of the Color Tomatoes. Remember that one? That was like ninety one. <laughs> it was bad, but still, it was like at a certain time, so it got my half an hour. But so, so many shows and cartoons were dope back then. You know what I'm saying? Like just just like some of the TV shows in general. You know what I'm saying? Like my shit is what's happening. I still watch what's happening to this day, man. <laughs> I, I was just uh, listening, so I listened to a uh, Combat Jet. Are you familiar with Combat Jack? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I listen to his uh, podcast a lot, and he had uh, the guy Norman Lear, which is the guy who made what's happening. A uh, bunch of uh, the Jeffersons, uh, uh, Sanford and Son. Okay. Uh, what was the show with Archie Bunker? All in the Family. All, All in the Family. family. Yep. He made that show, and it was just it was crazy. It was just talking about how you know just the how. It was still in, you know, an area, an age of, like, segregation and all yes. that stuff. And him, you know, being a, a, a Jewish guy, you know, doing all these, you know, racially charged topics. And, yep. you know, he had talked about an episode about, uh, I guess, Archie had... Oh, Archie used to be... That motherfucker. Well, I, his, that I, I heard that show was racist. Racist. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he yeah. also did what's happening. Like he did black shows, but then yeah. also did racist well, ass on the he family. Kinda, he was kind of... Because I only saw it as a kid, so I, don't, I didn't know anything about it. But I've heard... Like as a kid, I don't know what's racism on TV, but I heard that show was like mad racist. Yeah, and he was kind of explaining how you know, although the show was, it was more of a exposure to racism, more so not not necessarily the mocking of it or whatever, but you know, 
I don't really recall that time, and you know, uh, hearing a lot about other than it was just you know he was just you know racist as fuck. But they, you know, they said that when they cast when they had cast uh, George Jefferson for the Jeffersons, they wanted the they wanted him to be they didn't want him to be this big towering black guy. They like they wanted him to be like short and spunky, right. and you know just to like not be a stereotypical like you know it's like the big dude from the Green Mile or some shit right. like that. They wanted him to be a small guy with a lot of mouth and you know all that shit. Wasn't that a spinoff from uh, All in the Family or something? Yeah, yeah. it's spinoff from something. Yeah, it was a spinoff from All in the Family. Oh, okay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so they said they really casted him. You know, they really wanted you know it was purposely. Not having a big ass dude, they wanted a real small dude, and they so the one the, for one of the first episodes of the Jefferson, they was talking about, uh, I guess a, a it was some lady that came in and she's like, oh they got two helps, and you know they came to his apartment like who the two helps like just our shit, you know, <laughs> and you know lady was just flabbergasted that you know he had his own apartment and you know had a business and all that shit, so, but yeah Jefferson, um, I would, I really didn't care for the Jefferson show though, it wasn't I don't know it was nah. I like what's happening and Sanford's Son was like one of my favorite. Yeah, me too, shows. man. I would I I want to say I got on Sanford and Son late, but like that sounds weird because that movie from that shows from from before my time. But like I still feel like I started like watching it kind of late, but that was my shit. Like I thought that was real funny. Mm-hmm. But back to cartoons real quick though, like you said, what 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 were your favorites? So Pat said uh, He Man. That was like He Man. And Ninja Turtles was my shit. Yeah. Like, man, I mean, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Man, last week, man. Did you watch Ninja Turtles? Did y'all watch Ninja Turtles? A little bit. Last, man. Oh, like now? Like the new ones? At no. all. Just, oh, the just old ones. No, was, I didn't. You know, at its peak. Well, I, no, yeah, well yeah. Yeah, I, I loved Ninja Turtles when it first came so, out. So let me ask you. Can you, name, can you name the four turtles and, like, what color uh, head thing they wore and what yeah. their weapon was? Their weapon? Yeah. Oh, um... Hold on. Nunchucks was Michelangelo, right? Yeah, he's Correct. the orange, orange, right? Orange, Correct. yep. Raphael had the, uh, those fucking, those... The pizza what fucking the, Yeah, what the fuck were those things? <laughs> we know we know it's the same thing, though, right? Yeah. Somehow I'm, we're all envisioning the same weird thought I can't get out. All right, Donatello wait, hey, had... Wait, no, wait, wait. What color was... Uh, he was red. Okay, red. Correct. And then Donatello had that fucking stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw you fight with the branches and shit. But yeah, yeah, he had the yeah. stick. Yeah, he had the Morgan stick and shit. He's purple, right? <laughs> Morgan stick. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he was purple. Purple. And Leonardo sword? Mm-hmm. Blue. Light blue. So you did better than Otis. Way better than Otis. So I couldn't figure out the colors for a couple. And then I couldn't figure out the side for... It's called the side, that's it. Oh, okay. Pizza Yo, flipper. this motherfucker said mini pitchforks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mini fucking pitchforks. You know what's funny is I, I, it's about similar to the words that were coming to yeah, mind. Yeah, see, I was, man, I was almost hoping you said it just so I wouldn't be by myself. To be like, honest, see, I perked up. I was like, that shit. I felt honest, like mini pitchforks was on the tip of his tongue. I was like... <laughs> If you would have said it, I wouldn't have questioned it. I would have been like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what he was throwing. Dude, yeah, we, man, he was clowning me last week, but I swear I could not think of fucking side to save my fucking life. Yo, this dude. motherfucker thought like two or three of the turtles wore green. I'm like, Mother, they are green. Like, they walk around with green masks. I don't know why had a green mask. like, Michelangelo, green? I think, I think the no, orange. he wasn't green. And I think the, I think I didn't I didn't recall orange for some odd reason. I don't know why, but my, I'll tell him that my favorite character from the Turtles was actually Casey Jones. Casey Jones. That yeah. was like one of my favorites. So I never like when I when I was younger with my cousins. I feel like I'm telling the same story last week, but I said anyway. 
Me and my cousins, you know, you play action figures and you, you're this person and so forth. And you, well, all my cousins, they were, and his friends, they were all smaller than me. So they all claimed the turtles. So okay. I couldn't even claim on the turtles. Like, I'm Casey Jones. Right, exactly. So I'm like, fuck it. So I'll just get a bat and run around and shit. So that was Casey Jones. And yeah. I just kind of forgot about the, the small pitchforks and. Shit. I didn't really watch that a lot, but that video game when that shit dropped on Genesis, fucking awesome! Oh, that shit was man, Ill. the arcade, remember the arcade yeah. was the shit. The arcade, yeah. Actually, Nintendo's man. was the shit too, one and two. Yeah, yeah those, yeah. oh, those games were fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. playing that shit at the arcade, man? Oh, you know what's funny? Cause Boy's got to beat Splinter and shit. It, it just, I know a couple of Eastside bitches that look like Splinter. <laughs> I, I it just reminds me. That's why you're here, right. sir. I hope you work on it. Eastside bitches that look like Splinter. Yep. That's, I, a, that's why you're here. <laughs> I don't know why this more, just fucked me up. Get some more of those sound bites. <laughs> I don't think they ever had like a G.I. Joe game, did they? Not that I, I don't recall. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't how the fuck do you blow that? Mm-hmm. Think how like, easy it is. It's Obviously, like you just... Yeah, like a double dragon type game. You just fight fucking foot soldiers all the time. You know? And then you get the fucking an end of a level and fucking fight oh, a main bad guy. Like they may have had one, but it, it seemed like they should have, though. Like, there's no reason why G.I. Joe shouldn't have been a fucking show. Who was... Uh, all your favorite G.I. Joe characters. Like oh, your, I remember the, the all of them. Too. Snake Eyes was my favorite. Snake Eyes. Storm yeah, Shadow. Was Storm Shadow. Yeah. Well, Snake the big fight was, remember, everybody was like, there's an original Storm Shadow. I don't know if anybody ever seen that shit. When I was a kid, there's other kids used to talk about it. They're like, you ever seen the original Storm Shadow? And so I was like, I spent years geeked up to like run into it one day. I actually got the original Duke at Gibraltar Trade Center when I was like eight. <laughs> And it was a big deal. I remember I looked on the back of it. Remember on the back of their ass, we'd have a year and shit. It's in 1982. And I was like, damn, that's the original Duke. Yeah, that bitch is on one of them original, like, Storm Shadow in the box is on eBay right now for, like, 10 Gs. Jesus. Man, I wish I would have kept some of the, 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 the random toys I had as a kid. Yeah. I didn't have many of them, but I just used to take them from my cousins. But is that Storm Shadow in the box? Yeah, in the box. Yeah, see, I would have never had any. I would have had all that yeah. old shit, but it wouldn't be in the fucking box. Right. I'm all beat up and burnt and shit. All kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. That's just like, you know, <laughs> a bad, Burger King basketball cards and shit. Yeah. I used to know guys who had, like, you know, Jordan's card and all this shit. But it was beat the fuck up. And, yeah. I still got all that shit all in great shape. Card oh, wise. yeah, that shit I have. That well, I got I all have. my cards, too, but right now, Barry Sanders rookie's a common player seven cents yeah you know, serious? I swear to god true story i i uh i got it off some little auction thing on the internet for two dollars yeah that reminds me that I, i've been meaning to get isaiah thomas's rookie card and i wanted to get that for like my entire adolescence and i i thought the same thing i was like i bet that shit dirt ass cheap now because yep. that yeah. shit don't have the same value it did back then yep. i was like i bet i could get that shit for cheap yeah, I, I, I didn't say shit as a kid. I, I wish I had so many things I had as a kid and just, you know. I didn't get I didn't get into video actually systems until much later because my mom just didn't buy them for me and shit. Right. So, like, I remember uh, when the Sega came out and I think it was, was it Alter Beast was, like, one of the first. Yeah, Alter Beast. Alter, Alter Beast, I think. Alter Beast. Alter, Alter, it oh, wasn't yeah. Ultra. It was somewhere oh, to A. It, uh, Ultra, it was Altered Alter Beast. Altered Beast, yep. I think. Yeah. And my, my homeboy, he 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 uh he had it only because his brother was the big dope dealer and shit. He just bought all the shit. So. <laughs> he had a Sega. Yeah. That was his dope. That was yeah. his sign that he sold dope. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only motherfucker to block with a Sega. He had, he had it like when it first came out. And then, you know, maybe later that year, all the rest of the, like, you know, regular folks, you know, got it. But he bought that and had like the big... Uh, um, controller and all that shit. Oh, you know what? I think you're talking about the original Sega, not the Sega Genesis. You remember? Is it the it was like system? it was like '89. It was uh, it was it was when Nintendo was still like at its 
like height was yeah. was high. How on was it. the Sega Master they, System before the Sega Genesis? Name? Yeah, there was. I, I I don't remember what the name of it was, but I remember that my neighbors had it, and it was expensive as fuck. And we we weren't getting one of those. We had a Nintendo. That was fine. Yeah, I think it was. I would say Master System was before the Genesis, but yeah. I remember Alter uh, Beast. Alter Beast. Everybody called it Alter Beast, but it was Alter yeah, Beast. Me to just said it. He just, just said it. Too too no, everybody <laughs> said it. I used to say it as a kid. I remember my brother used to say Alter Beast, but it was Alter Beast because there was that moment when you become the beast and your head would alter into the beast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now nah, I just feel shitty. That's fucked up. Uh, so then I remember. I, I remember my mom. My mom getting it for Christmas for me when she said she's gonna get it. She bought all this shit for us for Christmas, and then she had it over my aunt's house, and my fucking aunt's house got broken into Damn. and took everything. So then we ended up That's with terrible. just fucking board games. I was so fucking <laughs> oh, pissed. Mousetrap. Fucking sorry, and you know, Candyland and shit. And some old bullshit, and everybody else had all these fucking systems. I think I ended up getting a, I think right after that, I think I got a, uh, a Super Nintendo. Shit. Super Nintendo? I never fucked with Super Nintendo, man. Whatever one had Mario 3, I think. Just it was Mortal Kombat Nintendo. 2. For whatever reason, Mortal Kombat 2 on Super Nintendo was that shit. But Genesis, remember Mortal Kombat 1 was way better for Genesis. It wasn't. Oh, there was no blood code. That's what it was for <laughs> Super Nintendo. There was no blood code. It was lame as fuck. Oh, so the blood code was just uh, arcade? No, it was, was Genesis, Genesis too. Yeah, Genesis had it. I remember that was uh, that was that was a big deal. Remember that? Come on, was it 94? That came out right at the same time uh, EZ dropped uh, 187 uh, Trey Killa. Yeah. I remember playing that shit, listening to that album nonstop, playing that game. My shit. Yeah, so my, uh, my, my video question was just random as hell, uh, but I'm glad <laughs> y'all brought back some, some decent memories uh, from video gaming. So, uh, I'm gonna ask, ask Pat. So, what's your like? Give me your just your background. Just My like background. you know, what hood you you grew up in? You know, Man. how'd you get into you know music? Music. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, who's the the worst fuck boys you hate? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds good. I Game on. <laughs> just uh, it's just just well, you we can just start however you want to start. All right. Uh, I grew up. Born and raised in uh, East Dearborn. I moved to Dearborn Heights when I was like seven. So what's East, where's East Dearborn? East Dearborn, like Ford Road, like over by Fortson, like Oak, Oakman and okay, uh, Ford okay. Road area, like okay. uh, Warren and Schaefer, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, I moved to Dearborn Heights. And uh, growing up, my father was a bodyguard for Brass Ring Productions. It was one of the like first production companies around the Detroit area. It started like late 79, and they used to work all the big shows at like the Royal Oak and Joe Lewis and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? And okay. uh my mom worked a lot too, so he'd take me with him. And I'd like, I had some great experiences as a kid, and I remember a few of them. But like, I got to, um, he did the Billy Joel concert, and that's when he would, just got with Christy Brinkley. And I was backstage with Christy Brinkley. She was babysitting me while my pops was on stage Fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Woo! And she signed a, a backstage pass and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I still got that bitch to this day. It's sitting, I hope like, so. You know, on my dresser and shit. Shit, Chrissy Brink got to be about 50, 60. Or yeah, shit. still fine. I'd fuck yeah, her. I'd still, still fuck her. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, she's still hittable. Yeah, she awesome. she had a commercial where they had her uh, playing the wife, like the opposite role? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, for, uh, for the uh, Chevy Chase movies. Um, okay. I'm having that moment. Somebody said the name of the movie and I won't have it no more. Chevy Chase movie? Yeah, for uh, Chrissy Brinkley. He don't make movies no more. No, it was the movie, uh, what's it called? Um, vacation. That's oh, that's that's yeah, that's remember they, he was oh. driving, he pulled up next to her. It was Brinkley, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he pulled up next to her. They did, like, they did like a remake of the commercial where it was The Last Son like, uh, when they did the Vegas vacation. And they had him with her. 
with Brinkley. Okay. But ten Actually, years before that, she was she was the girl on the side of the road, not during the Vegas movies. Right. Or she might have been, but if it was, I mean, it was like you know, twelve years later, or some <laughs> shit. They had a son with her because she'd be looking like she's forty five oh, when yeah. he's probably about forty forty five, and she's like fifty eight. They're like, fuck it, we'll put you guys together. She looks a lot better than you do. You look like a pile of shit. Yeah. I still fuck <laughs> you. He was on Walking Dead. He, he thought he'd show up. He did a Wait, who was on Walking Dead? Uh, homeboy, uh, Ethan, Ethan something. Man, I'm, 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 I'm I thought I'm, you made Christy Brinkley. I'm like, she ain't been on Walking Dead. No, the homeboy Ethan from that commercial, the dude that was uh, the son in the Vegas in the Vegas one. See, I haven't seen him, so I don't Papa, know. Papa, uh, Papa DiGiorno, whatever the fuck Papa DiGiorno, that's the fucking pizza. <laughs> it's almost it. It's almost that sounds it. good as fuck right now. Papa something. Is uh, when he's uh, when they're uh, over at uh, they're in Vegas in that one. So who, who was casinos. he on The Walking Dead? He was uh, some lame who had already been living there, but you never seen him till uh, the first episode, and he died in the woods for the uh, for the season. He was the one who was like acting like he wanted to kill Rick. Okay, that's everybody. <laughs> I don't remember the first season. That the no, no, not first season. First episode of this season. Oh, season six. Oh, the yeah. um. The first, the guy that wanted to kill Rick. Remember, he was trying to plot on, like, find a way to stop Rick. Oh, the guy that was just, like, arguing the whole time and shit about yeah. their plan? Yeah, he's the dude that was the the son from Vegas. He was rusty in Vegas Vacation. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he was rusty in Vegas Vacation. And then in the, in the remake of that commercial, he's playing Chevy Chase's role. Hmm. But he's playing with Christy Brinkley, who's, like, clearly got to be 15 years older than the guy is. Right. Oh, but she's play- sitting there next to him looking like she's the same age. Wow. Yeah, yeah he, I keep that too. That uh, autographed uh, pass. Yeah, so man, you know, I was around all kinds of different music growing up early, and uh, he actually worked the first Run DMCL Cool J show in '84 at the Joe, and uh, he brought home um, the 12 inch uh, My Radio L Cool J, the clean version. That was my first record. I was five years old. Oh shit! And as soon as I heard that shit, I was like, "Yo, I liked it," you know. And it's been all hip hop ever since, man. That's all I listen to, obviously. I mean, you, had a, you, know? you had a hell of a start, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I came up on like all Motown and soul music. You know, like I hated rock and roll and all that eighties hairband bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, so how'd you get out of like you know it? Uh, you know, I would assume like you know a majority of folks around you was loving like rock shit and shit like that, and you yeah. just was like. That's all hip hop, man. I was a kid with the Walkman, the boombox, putting everybody up on the new shit all the time, you know. And it just became uh, a way of life for me, man. And I've always loved it. And um, when I turned 18, uh, it was 1998, and I heard Jay Dilla Slum Village, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't familiar with a lot of Detroit artists besides Esham. And uh, ever since I heard that shit, man, I just. Really, really loved Detroit shit, and I uh, I met um, Paradigm. Shout out to my man Paradigm. He's a a legendary Detroit rapper. He's been rapping for a long time. He's actually Kid Rock's DJ, and uh, I met him, and he put me up on uh, Guilty Simpson, who's my favorite MC of all time from Detroit, and uh, I just became friends he's with your all of them. MC of all time, period, yeah. or your favorite from Detroit? From Detroit, and he's probably in my top three of all time. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's all I listen to is Guilty. And uh, I just became friends with all of them and started going to shows, getting into the music, man. And I just wanted to start spreading the word about it. And uh, I started up my own website called DirtyMitten.com. And I started trying to, you know, get people to come to the site and check out everybody's music. Because that's just when people started doing that. You thought you still run? No. Oh, okay. I'm like, I never heard this. I never heard you mention anything. Yeah, I did that. I like that name, uh, too. I hooked up with my man, Uncle P, from DetroitRap.com. And I helped him run that site for a few years. And then... I started doing more behind-the-scenes stuff with, like, uh, Paradigm and a bunch of people, like, as far as managing and, and putting together records and, and shit like that, man. And 
that's really about it, man. And I'm still doing it. I've been doing it since uh, like 99, 2000. And uh, everything from managing to A&R and to, you know, beating people up for stealing beats, fucking <laughs> running websites and, you know, telling everybody they fucking suck and they want to fight me and fucking, you know, all that type of shit, man. And uh, I've always did it for the love, man. It's a passion, you know what I mean? And now things are, are really looking up. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. What, did you, what was your favorite shit, like, when you were younger and you first getting into it and you were, like, really, like, just loving the music and shit? Like, so we'll say... We talking, what were we talking, like late 80s, early 90s? Maybe? Yeah, I mean. So what, what was your favorite shit back then? Man. I mean, obviously, uh, Pac, Pac and Big were two of the main people that I really listened to. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, like, when The Chronic dropped, like, I'll never forget when The Chronic dropped, man. That shit changed my life. You know Crazy what I'm saying? I was like, chronic. yo, this shit is crazy, you know? And I went on a little West Coast kick. I always listened to both. I'm a Big Mob Deep fan, a Big Wu-Tang fan. You know what I'm saying? Um that was the times I know. Yeah, man. Both sides. Both sides. And everybody here nostalgic, like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Waiting at Harmony oh, House. Early 90s. In line buying tapes. You motherfuckers don't, half you cats listening to this don't know what a fucking tape is, man. Yeah, man. I got I got tapes in the ride right now, bro. I got now, Compton's it, Most Wanted in the I ride. I got a question about yes. tapes, but I'll, we're, uh, uh, I'll actually ask now. So, you know, you did a lot of, you know, a lot of cats now who are, you know, dropping music file. You've dropped, you know. Now, your hmm. last album that just came out uh that well just, just give your background and give your your uh your music story um because you do you do produce are you do you do rapping files? i do all kinds of shit i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a carny <laughs> but only on thursdays <laughs> no I, I don't know anything else about life besides music unfortunately um my old background's music my grandparents my parents my dad was in a band called frigid pink um they actually had a remake of uh, House of the Rising Sun that did over six million in the seventies. Shit, it did uh, extre- like a lot in the seventies. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did extremely well. Um, I don't know what that life was like. You know, by the time my dad had me and shit, he was a lot older, and uh, things were just a lot different. And uh, you know, it was cool having uh, having like your my dad was like uh, he's like that dude that like kind of just hung out at the house all the time. My mom worked, and my dad was just always hanging out with friends playing music. Like, I'm kind of that guy now, so I'm like, oh, man, what the fuck, you know? I'm like, how the fuck did this happen to me? But, yeah, he uh, he was a guitar player, he's lead guitar. Um, my uncle, lead guitar player. Their their dad, my, my grandpa, lead guitar player. They're all guitar players. Basically, that's that's my background with music. I kind of knew at an early age I was uh, going to make music. I used to uh, go outside my backyard, and I just broke down ass swing when I was seven. And it, it couldn't swing back and forth because you know how they come up and down? <laughs> Too big for that motherfucker, you know? So I, I, it was like my escape to just sit out there and listen to music. So I used to make tapes and go back and forth from listening to the radio. And whenever a commercial would come on, I'd hurry up and hit my tape, you know? You put the tape, you put the tape over the top two pieces, yeah. tape over. I keep taping over them every couple months. And, uh, I mean, I, I, got, I got real into hip-hop at a real early age. My brother put me up on, uh, like, Two Live Crew, Two Short. Isham, come nineteen ninety, I was seven years old and I was already, I had all my own tapes in the room. Uh, I remember having a ricochet, ricochet soundtrack when I was like eight. I remember Woo. that too. Yeah, I was like eight years old. I, I used to have people. Was go, Ice T on ricochet. Yeah. yeah okay. Yep. Yeah. If I thought. Okay. Yep. So, so uh, I have the pleasure of, of getting a copy. Uh, actual, I don't buy many actual CDs much anything anymore. Like the last CD before I bought Soul Lewis was the album you came out with this year. 
the last seat I bought was uh, Fonte uh, from Little Brother. I bought his uh, last solo rap, okay. album, which is pretty dope. So I don't buy too many CDs. So that was so you mean CD. you bought a physical copy, like a physical copy? Oh, okay. o-, o gets his physical copy yeah. from the cat on the Southfield Freeway Service Drive <laughs> that sells the roses and the M and M's and shit. For the man. <laughs> he has to save from the but, uh, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't get too many uh, 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 physical CDs, but that's definitely one of the ones I had. So he had like Mike. I don't know if you even heard his CD, So Louis. Um, no, but it's dope as fuck. Um, Thank the one you. track Thank I really, really enjoyed in the video too was Detroit Gospel. Uh, like, what was like the process of that album, dude? Because the album was dope as fuck to me. The process was actually extremely simple. Uh, me and Pat got together. Like we had some dabs and we just yeah. <laughs> well, you, you just got you high. Just, that's happening right there. You got high as fuck. He he came he came through the crib. He'd been meaning to come by for a while, show him some beats. We used to run into each other at shows. Well, see, I didn't know he produced. He's a a rapper. He's a battle rapper. He came up battle rapping. So a solo is your first beat tape. That's Wait, my who's, first actual who's beat the tape. Rapper? Yeah. I Why are you leaving out your background, man? He's like, he's like, I sit around the house like, oh, yeah. I figured, well, I figured we'll, we'll get back to that. I was just telling like the background of my parents and shit. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll get back to me, man. Okay. We'll spend all kinds of time on it. No. But yeah, I didn't know he made beats, bro. So, I, you know, I heard some shit that he, he did for uh, Guilty and Dagda. And I was like, did this? And somebody told me him. So I seen him and I'm like, yo, I got to come through. And he's one of them cats where you walk in and, and he's got a thousand beats that nobody's heard. And he played me. Like, three or four joints, and I was just like, yo, man, you are fucking crazy. Like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it happened, basically. So where, where did the artwork come from for So Lewis? That's actually, that's Pat. Um, the, the ideas Pat came up with, I had two certain beats. There was, like, probably ten beats he had loved, but there was two specific beats he was like, if we can make a project that sounds like this, I think this is the idea. And we consistently dug... And and it, it started happening. All that soul sound, shit, man. All soul shit. I didn't do a ton of soul beats at that time, but the couple I had, Pat really liked. Other people really liked, and he thought it was the good route to go. So stuck right to stuck right to the plan. And uh, it only took about five or six weeks. He, I, I gave him like thirty samples, and he banged out thirty just is his best beats in thirty days at least. I think it was like thirty yeah, thirty days, six weeks tops. Yeah. It was crazy. I never seen somebody like on a, like on fire like that. You know what I'm saying? That album got made in March and April, and then we put it out in June. It, okay. it, it wasn't something we sat on. It got made. Pat just started blowing up the process during the process. We were just really quick about it and came together right. You know? Yeah. And then the artwork that was done by my man Cancer. Um, he's a legendary MC in Detroit, and he also does videos and graphic design. And, okay. Um, we kind of had the whole Soul Lewis concept already planned out you know what i'm saying and like he's the type of cat to where you just say you do your thing and he sent that shit back and you know explained like how it's like all the like that was the, the pain and the fucking that everything goes through you know from the riots all the way up till now you yeah know i'm gonna I mean? say the cover uh and that one with the office like the uh the army officer standing you see girl in the background yeah. now was that from here like six seven riots here yep. this is the cover yep okay i was just about to ask yeah yep. oh man that's dope let me see. Hold on, wait. Let me. Uh, you can keep talking. Let me look at it though. Yeah, yeah. So I like. I thought the cover was 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 uh, was dope. I like all of the music on it, but definitely uh, Detroit Gospel was definitely one of my uh, one of my favorites uh, off of there. And it was another one. I can't think of the title because I think I asked you like, "Is this sample such and such?" And he was like, "Yeah, don't put my samples out there like that." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't know that was me. Did he DM me like, "Yeah"? And he's like, "Yeah." I mean, I was like, I. 
I guess I think I don't. I didn't know the code for that shit. Like, <laughs> like, you know, bitch, you put my sample out there. I swear to God. Because I was, I forget which song it was, and I was like, "Isn't that such and such?" He DM me like, "Yeah, that's such and such," but don't tell nobody. Right. And I was like, "Damn!" I, I was like, "Damn!" I done probably broke some kind of code or fucking producers or some shit. So what kind of what kind of album is this? This Soul Lewis, like. What kind of music are we talking about? Because I haven't, I haven't heard it. So what, what, what kind guess, of? I guess five would probably be better to explain, like what. Yeah, what, what, it, it's it's what all. Kind of music are we talking about? All soul, all soul samples, every bit of it. We, so it's just beats. Yeah, it's it's oh, okay. strictly it's instrumentals. Okay, yeah. I thought he was saying. I thought he said so. I thought Soul Lewis was a. a a rapper or something like that. No, that's the title of the album. The, oh, okay. the original, I mean, originally, basically what happened was, is Pat came up with the idea for Soul Lewis. We never knew if we were going to run with it as like a character. And we thought about it. It's like, why? Well, I'm already foul mouth. There's like no character to it. And once we got a certain couple beats I had made that were like, they just felt really strong. The the, the vocal samples I would took, they're just, they're deep. And we wanted to continue that route. And when Pat broke it down to cancer... Listen, this is this is what I see. Cancer took it to a whole, whole nother level. Yeah. You know? So where did you come up with the name? How did That's you come Pat. Up with the name? I well, yeah, say. I mean, like, you just wanted to think of something dope in Detroit later. Like, I was thinking, like, Soul Dumars. And oh, we okay. were going to do, like, a basketball theme thing, you know what I'm saying? And then I just, you know, the soul of the music was so unreal, man. I mean, you could just feel it in every track, you know what I'm saying? And that's it right there. Pictured what? like the Joe Lewis fist and, you know, and okay. just Soul okay. Lewis, you know what oh, I mean? And Joe okay. Lewis, Soul Lewis, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I was like, hey, go from Soul Dumars to Lewis. I'm like, who's Lewis? But now I get it. Like, okay, I got that it. That right there, when you, when you broke it down like that, the cancer, cancer knew where to take it, and cancer took it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That, that, that was pretty and dope. They, yeah, it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's a pretty dope, uh, pretty dope. So, the new, the new V-tape is, what's the title? Winner takes all. Winner takes all. So when is that out? And what's what was like? What's the theme for that one? I'm competitive. Like anybody knows me. Like if like say like somebody uh, made somebody a good beat and like I want to work with them. Like in in the back of my head, I really want to make a better beat than they did, so I can work with them with my beat. And it's like it sounds like an asshole move, but it's not. It's it's like my competitive. It's, it's I keep it's, it's, it's humble arrogance, man. It yeah. is, but yeah. that sounds like I mean, how you, that's, that's how you gotta be. That's yeah. the yeah. ideal, though. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you know, you know. I don't think you ever come out like. I know. I just. I just want to be second best, man. No matter what. Exactly. I like no one. No one really just sets that. I just want to work with all yeah. the people slightly better than me. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> you may not be thinking like I was, that. I was watching uh, the Breakfast Club. It had Ja Rule on there, oh, and Jesus. he was talking about this how, was ten years ago. This was actually like three. Days okay. Ago. <laughs> and you know, the, well, I'm just gonna reference the part, but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't validate him or nothing. But he was talking about how at one point he was supposed to sign with Rockefeller, and I guess Dane was like. So he said something to the fact that so you know you're never going to be as big as Jay and he's like well you know I don't I want to be on here unless I could be Jay or bigger you know but I, I think that's the attitude you got to have you can't yes. come you know thinking that you know I'm just going to be second or third and you know yeah if you don't have a confidence you know a confidence that you know you want to be the better the best yeah. at what you do like why are you even doing so this? he really so. He had a chance to be on Rockefeller. And somehow Dame told him, you will never be Jay, and then he turned it down? Some to that effect, yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, uh, well, but yeah. I mean, if that's the general gist, I mean, you got to kind of respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think Ja Rule would have been anything more than that. what he is. He that. No, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. Dave was being, being, being honest. Right, right, right. right. No, Dave was totally honest. <laughs> yeah, Dave was being honest. But yeah, just as far as that 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 mentality, though, I, I, I get that, though. I definitely get that. Yeah, just keep it humble, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being that way, you know? 
I mean, I, I, you know, I think you have your moments of being, you can be humble with shit, and then, you know, something, he's like, hey, I'm just I'm just good at this, you know yeah. what I'm saying, so, but. I mean, he had his niche, man, but if he was, I guess also, though, if, some, if, if Dame tells you, you ain't gonna be Jay, then that lets you know already that he's not even prepared to do what needs to be done to help you get to that level. Yep. And it's like, even if you don't feel like you need the help to be Jay, why would you sign to a label that already is looking at you like, we're not even going to put you on that level. Right, right. So it's like, you could put out, if, if, you sign to, if you sign to Rockefeller and Dame's like, you ain't ever going to be Jay, you could put out shit that's 10 times better than Jay, but they're not going to give you what they're giving Jay. So it's like, what's the point? Right. It is so all I get right, it. but it's I not Jay, I mean, but it's okay. Like, yeah, look what happened to Second Cameron got some power over there. The whole label fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. They were like beefing each other. They're like the same crew and shit, you know? Remember yeah, how weird yeah. that shit got? You're like, you're all those rumors, and like you come to figure out most of it was true. You're like, what do you mean most of it's true? Aren't you guys all the same clique? I couldn't fuck with Dipset or Cameron, man. Me yeah, I was, never, could I. I was never a, a Cameron fan. I've never Oh, really I hated good. his music. I, like I feel like that's a fairly a unpopular opinion, though. Like, it, I feel like no, I was you're right. one of the few that didn't. I was like, I don't fuck with Cameron and Dipset at all. I, re- I, hey, like, I really mean it, though. That's that joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it I, might be just because of Just Blaze, but what's, what's, what's that I really mean it. Yeah. That shit. Now they had some songs that I actually, I actually dug. I won't say that as a as a whole. I didn't fucking like. I didn't buy none of this shit. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? But it was and production that, too. Yeah. Other than that, you know, uh, that came around horse and carriage shit though. That was some corny ass bullshit. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> I was like, now was, now was he had an album that I liked, but I don't remember the name of it. Now was We Are the Champions? Was that was that full of dip set? Because that was a that's a, when they introduced Twista. Yeah, and that was a uh, Kanye beat, I thought. Yeah. yeah, so I wasn't on like full dip set, but I didn't really. I don't know. They, they, I don't. It was just something about that whole group. It just, I didn't, I didn't really care care for them. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, primarily they suck. That was my. <laughs> that's how I felt. That too. was my main issue. Was like these guys are actually pretty garbage. Jim Jones, come on. Yeah, dude, I just don't understand how did he like. How did he become as big as he did? Like, you know, it was like the most lamest shit ever in, in, in music. Like, Honestly, period. you know what I, what I think they were the beginning of? And nobody I ever talks about Juel it. Santana. I hated you. I don't like any of them. They were, they were the beginning of that, like, extra slow shit. And I couldn't stand that shit. It was weird because, like you're saying, you're like, there's, like, a lot of people that love what Cameron did. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he was like, I love the color purple. My favorite color is purple. And he's pink. It's unacceptable. He had a pink Range Rover. It's unacceptable, man. And, and and the rapping's pink, not good. There's pink pink no. hoodie with a, a pink fur. Yeah. And, you know. But, man, you can wear whatever the fuck you want and drive whatever the fuck you want if your music is fire. But when you dressing in purple ass mint coats and your music trash, like I'm not gonna fuck. It's you. one or the other. You either gotta be not, yeah, nice, nice, nice on the uh, you know, nice on the mic or nice in public. One of the two. It's not yeah, gonna be. and he was whack. He was whacking both for me, man. I, yeah. I, I, I never, I never. The really. fucked up thing is seven out of ten people are gonna are gonna look each other and can't believe these guys. People. I can't believe they're saying this right now. I see so many old people on Twitter who are like Dipset fans, and I just do not fucking get it. Never got it. It's the same kids who are Dipset fans were Wayne fans. It's usually, it went from one to another. It's that style. It's uh, I don't know. It's like some people love the guy who crossed over, but claims that he's not crossed over. And that, that's what that shit was to me. And that's what Wayne was to like, me. I feel like they were like the total... Like, well, I liked Wayne. I'm there was a, a Wayne point fan. where I liked Wayne. I never liked Cameron. Me neither, ever. Well, you know what? Cameron in the 90s, he had that weird offbeat style. Uh, here and there, that was actually kind of dope. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, I was. I didn't think it was weird. I thought it was shitty. 
I didn't want it. I hated that shit, man. I hated it. Actually, shit. I had moments of liking Wayne. Like, I liked the Carter One Wayne, uh, you know, Go DJ Wayne, that album and shit. But, you know, he had his peak and, and fell the fuck off to me. But He had some lines. I'll give him that. He but, definitely had lines. But yeah, it's like we're here in New York. You know, you go from, like, you know, a, a Wu-Tang New York to, like, Dipset. It's like, yeah. but how, how, did you, how did it, you know, you go, you know, so far off or whatever. So, I don't know. Uh I guess so, like, Pat, being, you know, early, being, you know, knowing a lot of, you know, early, you know, um, hip-hop music, and then, you know, finding out with Dilla stuff. Did you ever meet Dilla? No, I never met Dilla, man. Um, I peaked up like a motherfucker. I expected him to say, yeah, like... No. <laughs> you know, I thought that was what Chris I had been thinking about for the last few days to ask, and I was like... I, I never, never thought of that, but I, if I thought that, I would have asked him that. I never, never got to meet him, man, but... um. I do have uh, a Dilla Beat CD from like 2001 that uh-huh. he gave somebody on the low, and I ended up getting it from him. And uh, oh, that shit's crazy. Now, have you heard any of any of the new releases of his? Um, you know what? I, I haven't heard Dilla, the new Dillatronic, but I heard it was like a lot of the beats that were floating around on some of the beat tapes that are out. Um, that's a touchy subject, man. You know what I'm saying? There's a, a, a lot of. Uh, Fuckboy shit going on, like behind the scenes with a lot of the stuff and a lot of the the new stuff. And um, when you're talking about fuckboy shit, I would like you to lean a little bit closer to the mic. <laughs> fuckboy <laughs> shit, can really pick this up. No, I mean but it's, no, it's it, just uh, uh, you know now that he's gone, um, I'm just gonna say a lot of stuff that an artist makes that they didn't put out was not meant to be put out. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't want to see his legacy get tarnished. You know what I mean? As far as quality, you know, Dilla music. You know? I've always, I, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? You no, know? you're good. No, I've always felt that way about um, posthumous uh, stuff that gets put out because, like you said, and I feel the same way about uh, deleted scenes in movies. Right. Like, that shit's deleted for a reason and yeah. it's not put out for a reason. And so, I, I saw the Dillatronic shit that dropped and I, I want to listen to it, but like you said, at the same time, it's kind of like, I always wonder, like, how can you put out this extensive list of his shit and he put it out? Right. So, like, is this meant to really just capitalize off his legacy financially or not even financially? Like, is it meant to capitalize off his legacy on retweets? Like, you know, well, like, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. But, like, I think, like, okay, how are we putting out, like, a whole... A whole thing of like all these fucking beats, but he never put them out, and he's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I, part of me wonders about that kind of thing. Like I don't know, like you have way more of an idea of like behind the scenes shit, but just as like a, a, a observer from the outside, it raises questions for me. Right. Like what's going on with that? Well, I know that uh, his family was left with a lot of his medical bills, you know, and I know a lot of money. And there's a uh, the Jay Dilla Foundation actually, you know, they raise money that goes towards. The family and uh, like lupus, you know, he died of lupus. Right. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I guess I, I guess I found out about Dilla far later than I care to admit. But then, you know, I think I started finding songs that I loved and found out he produced, and I was just like, right. and I felt so shitty. Like, how the fuck did I not know about him previous? To you know, you I'm know, the, the time same. that I I found out about I'm the exact him. same way. You know, I start, started hearing shit like you know, uh, De La Soul stakes is high. Didn't know he did that. Yep. You know, exactly and, same and, here. And it was just like, how the fuck did I miss this being in the fucking city? I'm born and raised in Detroit. I you know, 
how did I miss out on so much, you know, so many local, you know, hits and lo- local, you know, local stuff. And I just like, man, I just, I really, I used to real, feel, really feel shitty. Like, man, I, you know, this guy's been here forever. And, you know, you know, all he, you know, he would do my peak of listening to, I think maybe 92 was probably my start of like really getting into like hit by at 12. Right. And my first, the first CD I bought was the Murder of the Cake soundtrack. I remember okay. buying it from a fucking gas station on Evergreen School Craft. And, <laughs> and it was like, you know, that was my first real, you know, in the moment where I could remember really getting into that. But that was like, it was so much Detroit shit at that time that I was just not fucking hearing and shit. 92? Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned Stakes is High because that's the exact same one where I felt so shitty not knowing that was him. Yeah. Like I heard, I was like, that. That's a deal, man. I was like, I was mad at myself. I felt stakes is high. Like if you asked me what song, that would have been the exact one. Like that fucked me up, man. About stakes is high. Uh, it's funny you mentioned buying. Uh, you said murder was the case was the first shit you bought. Um, my, I'm about the same time. Like um, the first thing that I ever had as far as like uh, as far as hip hop was I had a bootleg tape of the Chronic. Yeah. So that was like the first thing that I had was a bootleg tape of the chronic. And funny story behind that, so I had since it was a bootleg tape, it didn't have like, you know, the chronic on or nothing like that. It was like, you know, somebody handwriting on like a little label on the bitch. <laughs> and I had it uh I would listen to it in like a radio, but would like put the headphones in and shit. So I left it in my in the basement. And I left it on like I realized that I had forgot it. <coughs> And my dad called me, like, into his room or wherever he was at, to the living room. What's this shit? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not even it. Uh-oh. He called me in, and I, I, part of me knew that he must have found a chronic tape. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, like, where was it at when I stopped listening to it? It was on that fucking doctor's office skit. Oh. The one where he's, like, fucking the girl in there, man. No. I mean, it was like an unspoken. He, he, we talked about me listening to the chronic. But in the back of my head, it was like an unspoken agreement. Like, you know I picked this shit up on that fucking uh, doctor's office skit, right? (laughs) I just imagined him picking up that radio and playing it and just hearing that fucking doctor's office skit. Yeah, that's funny. Get your ass beat. Yeah, my, uh, I was listening to Short Dogs in the House when I was in like fifth grade. <laughs> and I was listening to Ain't Nothing But a Word to Me with Ice Cube. And my mother walked through the door and she started crying. Grabbed the boom box, <laughs> took the tape, busted that bitch in half, man. Woo! And then next week, you know, she used to take us to Eastern Market every Saturday in the, uh, the bootleg bridge. They had the two for five there. That's where I used to get all my shit, man. Man, that's crazy. I, I I think up until like you know I think like twelve thirteen is when I really started getting into music. But I was I won't say I was sheltered from it. It just wasn't well. No one around me really really listened to music like that. You know, it was like I would hear you know um, you know Run DMC and all that shit was you know always playing. You know, I, I used to uh, when I was in a, when I stayed in the projects uh, over until like I was twenty one. And like the basketball court was like the main area where like a lot of the dope dealers would come up with their elites and shit. And they always had these speakers and playing. And you know, Run DMC was like the most I really, really heard. And right. like cool, cool C and you know, all of those stuff. But you know, I never heard like local fucking, local fucking music. Only thing I remember local was, uh, fuck. Uh, Maestro and, uh, Damn, Pat, I just knew you was going to be able to help me with that. Awesome Dre? No, it wasn't my... Fuck, now I got to search it. 
But I remember that one of the guys was the DJ, and his name was, I think his name was Maestro. Um, and it's another guy. Uh, and I remember them being local dudes. Um, but then I remember this other dude named Easy, uh, Easy B. Easy B, yeah. Yeah, he, he stayed in project. He went to jail, killed somebody, and he'd been in jail for life. But he stayed, I remember him, and he stayed in the projects. And the same one as you? Yeah, same oh. one. And he went to jail. I think he, had, I forget, it was like secondary murder, some crazy shit. So he ended up going away. But, you know, he ended up doing a video. Like, it was like, the video, it was like a little boxing ring or something. This is a time when the... I don't know how they did this shit, but I remember a lot of those, they used to take pictures on the freeway, like, with the freeway clothes, and they have, like, their cars and shit out there, <laughs> and they'd be taking, like, these portraits and shit standing out there with, like, their Sherlins and their ropes and shit. Yeah, with the backdrop. Oh, yeah, it was just crazy, <laughs> dog. Like, I don't know how they closed the freeway for this shit. Right. But, they, but for the most part, though, other than the, the small logo, and I'm going to figure out who that group is, I'm going to look it up in a second, but... You know, there was no real, like, other local shit. So, I never really heard, I growing up, I never really heard too much of Dilla that I knew was Dilla. Right. Until, you know, close to when the time he was passing and, you know what I'm saying. So, I felt like shorted that, you know, I didn't get a chance to hear a lot of the, you know, stuff of, of, of his until, you know, almost to the point of him getting sick and then, you know, yeah. pretty much after and so forth. I remember when they didn't call him Dilla, they just called him JD. I remember yeah. before anybody ever called him Dilla. Yep. Now, the, now the, the whole thing with Dilla, now he did he go for now. I remember on one of his, uh, you know, he does a it's a one of the albums where it's a radio skit where he's like, you know, uh, you go to JD not to be confused with you know Jermaine Dupree. Like, what, do you remember a big a big thing about him being confused with like Jermaine Dupree? No, I, he, I think he got sick of it. That's why, like, the, he, if I remember right, don't quote that. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. He got sick of the uh, comparison. Because you look at the the spelling was different. Because J D was initials for Jermaine. And then he was like J A Y D E. Right, it was it was spelled out for Dilla, but I mean, yeah, yep. nobody's gonna know that hearing it. So I could see that. So yeah, um, so I'm gonna ask you, Pat. Uh, so you got in, you got in, you know, involved with you know a lot of I guess you know Detroit music and so forth and. Yep. Um, how did you actually get? I know you. I remember talking when I first met you some years ago. You've been talking about how you really wanted to get into it, you know, as far as pushing guys and pushing, you know, these artists. So, you know, at this point, you know, you've been behind, you know, a, a couple of folks that's been coming out. Like, what what was the break? Like, how did it, you know? Because um, I know you do, you know, you uh, you started dealing with like Dar Adams and producers I know and stuff. Like, yep. So, how did that, like, is that like the time when we started breaking, or was this stuff before that and that just kind of, you know, happened as well? Well, I have a question related to what you just said. I'm going to let Pat answer first. Um, My question. Yeah, Dart Adams, man. He's like, he's from Boston. Okay, so Um, that's my question. So, you just keep talking. Oh, okay. My question is, who is he? Yeah, no, Dart Adams from Boston, man. He's like, he's he's like the hip hop head. He's like a, a. Man, he's the motherfucking man. He's like a superhero. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? Him on like, Twitter, I'm like, I he feel like will, this dude is like yeah. everything. But I don't like who is he? like I don't know. Yeah, like, you uh, you you talk to Dart about music, any kind of music, any kind of movies, any kind of anything. You're gonna lose. You don't argue with Dart, bro. Yeah, he knows Dart, he was, everything. I, remember, I follow. He's just like a regular dude who knows shit, or does he like? I don't know. Does he have a? Now he wrote. I don't know, he, like, he did writing for. Like, yeah, he was know, a writer a for a long and time. I guess man. he stopped doing a lot of writing and he started just dealing, you know, with just music, you know. uh Mostly for the most part, even from my, from my understanding. But I remember, well, I don't know how I even follow. I don't know how I even following him on Twitter. But I remember the first interaction I had with him is that I was talking about Outkast and I was talking about Spotty Adi, Dopealicious, 
And you know, at the end of the you know one of the parts of the song, you know, Dre is rapping and he's talking about you know uh, um, Hollywood Court. And I always thought it was Hollywood Colt, like C O L T, like a nickname right. of somebody. And so I, you know, I think I was quoting it or something. Right. You know, and he was like. Uh, it's like, nah, that's not it. And, <laughs> and he goes on to explain that Hollywood Court is actually a project complex out around Atlanta. And I guess that's, you know, they, that, that's their hood or wherever it was. Yeah. And that's how, you know, I kind of got inter- introduced to him. Does him. he follow you? Yeah. Okay. And he corrected from that. And then, but he, <laughs> he's like the, a wealth, I mean, not even just music, but a wealth of just knowledge. Yeah. Period. And, you know, for music wise, I, I, I don't think I've, Interacted with somebody that's been that knowledgeable, yeah. So much, a vast amount of everything. Music. Yeah, just uh, what I see off his tweets, I'm like, again, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he knows every fucking like he, thing. He was telling me about like a '67 Soul record from Detroit. And I'm like, what? what I've never fuck? heard of that. You and know he's what like, saying? like, I'm, I'm, I'm from Boston. Like, I live here. What the fuck? I'm like, how do you know? Like, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah but he's no, like, he, he, he's the man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, he was a dope writer, and um, you know, do the fuck boy shit because he did like the. Uh, Poisonous Paragraphs. Yeah, that Poisonous Paragraphs, uh, yep. His uh, site or, you know, blog He wrote the dopest whatever. articles, man, with the straight facts, you know what I'm saying? And, like... And he went to, like, a good uh, uh, school. Like the Ivy League schools, yeah. Yeah, and probably. I can't remember which school he went to, but he went to, like, Ivy League, and he, yeah, he, he probably about the most knowledgeable I've seen in just in any, you know, music uh, especially, but, you know, just overall, like, you know, just straight knowledgeable. So, so a few years back, he took over uh, producers I know, um, which is a like a brother website to uh, rappers I know ran by this cat named F. His name's Frank. It's like F W M J. Yeah, I've seen his name. And uh, he he like you know he put on J Electronica. He was like one of the first cats to put out J Electronica's music. He basically broke Danny Brown there to like the, the world on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, he started producers I know, and he didn't have enough time to run it, so Dart took it over, and Dart started uh, posting beat tapes. You know what I'm saying? And um, Peace of Mind was actually the first beat tape I ever dropped. Like. Besides local, I sent it to him and he put it out on his site, which was already established. That put out dopest beat tapes, like exclusively for a lot of the big producers that are big now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he did that for a few years, and um, he hit me up about eight months ago, and uh, I actually sent him the Soul Lewis shit. And uh, he had something from Nolan the Ninja, who's also from here. He's a MC producer, and uh, he decided to drop them, and they did so well that he basically turned it into an imprint. Uh, label and um we ended up getting uh fat beats tape distribution which fat beats is like the biggest hip-hop distributor there is on the internet and stuff you know what i'm saying and uh they they put out like a lot of detroit stuff and, so uh, that's dope man i, I guess is is it's a change good that the internet is so popping that you can find stuff on the internet now because i know like just distribution on like a cd you know takes so much you know what i mean that you know if you're not you know in a big you know, say you're in the mid '90s and 2000s to be able to get you know CDs everywhere, you have to go through a big company or spend so much money. Yep. You know, so I would imagine the internet now seems to be a, a plus and being able to have like internet based like a fat beats. And well, like that. oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's still it's still who you know, what you know. You know, I, think, well, yeah, I don't think that'll ever change. I think that is, I, but I just think you know, it's, you know say you know for. Uh, Illingsworth, who's dope as you know, dope as hell. Yep. But to be able to have his music out and the world see it, sees it is a you know because you know in, in an age where you have to pay so much for distribution and have big big you know companies backing you and yep. stuff, the random cat from Oregon right might not hear that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But 
That's 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 dope. That's dope. Now, how, how's your? Uh, your I know you. Uh, I see. You know, you tweet uh, house shoes, and I, I assume you have a, a decent relationship. Now, how did you like like meet? When did you meet him? And how you know? I mean, he when he was. Uh, man, I don't even know. It was back in two thousand, two thousand one. He did uh, three floors of fun at St Andrews. You know, St Andrews was like. It's like the techno. And now, was world. he on top floor doing, like, DJing and stuff? I remember. Hip-hop was middle floor. Middle floor? Yeah. Okay. And he just played all that hip-hop shit, you know what I'm saying? Playing all the 90s shit, you know what I'm saying? It was a huge night for years. And, uh, you know, he's an ambassador, you know what I mean, for us. And, uh, you know, he was with Dilla. And him and Dilla were really close. And, I mean, uh, to the point his son is named after Dilla. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Dilla and Proof, yep. And, uh. You know, he's he's like my big bro, man. He's a uh, we're like the same kind of cat. You know what I'm saying? He 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 doesn't give a fuck. He speaks his mind. You know what I'm saying? And uh, don't tolerate fuckboy shit. And we just hit it off. You know what I'm saying? And he's given me a lot of advice. And he listens to you know a lot of my. He put a few of my people on my man Chains. He put out a couple records for Chains. We got a new record coming out with him. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's a blessing, man, to have somebody like House Shoes. You know, as a mentor and as a big brother and kind of want to do the same thing he's doing. He put out like 60 records this year, bro. You know what I'm saying? On, on his own label. And he wants to turn in. He told me I want to turn in like 40 more before January. You know what I'm saying? So he's really, you know, branched out and put Detroit on the map, man. He's out in L.A. And uh, he holds it down, you know, and he puts all up. Everybody that deserves to be put on, you know what I mean? So what do you so what do you see, you know, your, I'm going to say business, but your endeavor with the music like two three five years from now well i mean i just still it's always about putting just getting my people's music out besides here you know what i'm saying like i want and eventually of course to get money you know but it's never been about money you know it's just about being able to work with certain people and then getting to the point where people are paying for distribution and printing our records up on their dime and you know what i'm saying and right. we could just make music and, and get overseas and tour you know what i mean and, and get that overseas money now, tell me what the tapes. Now, I see a lot of uh, vinyl and tapes are back in, man. How, I, I, when you mentioned Ellie's word earlier, dog, like I, I noticed Ellie's were putting shit out on tape, and I, like to me, I was like, oh, this is dope, man. Like yep. we put we do we doing tapes again? Now, tapes that. also like novelty because like I don't see myself getting a tape. Player. No, no, a lot, uh, a lot of it is novelty, man. Like uh, a lot of the. Independent labels and shit like Fat Beats, they've been reissuing stuff. Like, they reissued uh, the first two Slum Village joints on cassette. Okay. And they're fucking gone in a day. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, a lot of it is novelties for people, but I still got a tape player in the ride, bro. You know for what real? I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> when I, I worked at Target uh, probably about four years ago, and they were still actively selling Walkmans. Yep. And they were actually pricier than I would have guessed. Like, I don't feel like you could probably get a Walkman for, like, 10 bucks. Like, yeah. but them bitches was, like, 20 25 Like, <laughs> it was a little higher than I would expect it, man. But I would fuck with that now, man. Just, just strictly for nostalgia's sake. Right. Nostalgia's right. sake. Right. I, would, I would fucking get a tape player, fucking get a Walkman, and, and buy, like, new shit on tapes. Like, right. not even just, like, break out, like, old-ass chronic tape. Like, fucking get new shit on tapes. I would do that. I think that's a dope idea, actually. Uh... I've seen some like tweets of different. I think I swear I think I've seen shoes tweet about it. Is there like a shortage in like vinyl pressing? Yeah. Like how is that like? It seems like, I don't. Is is vinyl pressing to the point where it's that expensive? That like that that the business of pressing is not that big. Where it's like you know it's 
from what I know, there's only six vinyl pressing plants in the United States. Um, okay. Detroit has one. It's called Archer Records. Okay. And now that, I mean, Fat Beats has always pushed vinyl. You know, the vinyl will always be big with the hip hop heads. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Yeah. And DJs and shit. Right, you know, right. and uh, but you know, with only six and probably the demand of all these people Fine pressing man. records, it's Thank like a six month yeah. wait or eight month wait. So really? you, so you better know what your shit better be done. You better know the concept. You better know everything eight months before it even comes out to get it pressed up. That must seem yeah. so much. That must seem like I don't know so much harder to like play like you know. Say for just the internet, you know, you got an album you putting up on, you know, uh, whatever internet, uh, like iTunes, Bandcamp, iTunes yeah. or Bandcamp or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can make your music, put it on Bandcamp, and it's there, and it's kind of timely. If you got a theme, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, but it's like for that, it's like, like I remember when, when Deanna, I feel like that's a dice roll almost. Like, well, I guess it's a dice roll in the fact that if you when you want the the, the vinyl to come out, but like D'Angelo's album when he first when he came out in the Vanguard. People didn't get the. I think people were trying. I think it came out or like late in the, like late in whatever the year, like September, October, or something like that. The vinyl didn't come out to like February or March or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, is that like the timetable that's really happening for like even though somebody is you know you know popular and wanted as like a D'Angelo type, you know? No, I, I mean if you got a record label behind you or you got distribution through a Fat Beats or somebody that gets records pressed for people then you'll get your records you know what I mean that was probably I wouldn't see D'Angelo having to wait you but know. he did though I mean it was like six months before the album came out to the public the, the vinyl came out to the public right. so that's why I was like if it's that long for somebody like him who obviously has you know like you know label backing you know what I'm right. saying and a solidified fan base and, yeah and he has, I mean he brought a, an album before that for it's been some years, years you know what yeah. I mean so for him that you know have the you know the anticipation and want it seemed like you know, maybe he gets pushed up a couple of spots and <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I, I, I just I didn't realize that, that the album pressing was that like you know that deep, yeah. The process you know what else that could be too is uh, labels taking their sweet time to real uh, to make a decision on it, like taking a look at sales, seeing how they're doing. Because you know, so many things fail to sell now in music that some labels might actually go, you know what? Let's see what you're doing with like your your total numbers here and your YouTube numbers and all these places that got your music. And then we'll make our decision if we actually want to press this up right. and try to sell a physical because selling physical for a label now off of a guess is probably uh, it's probably a fucking shot in the dark, man. You know, yeah, I imagine that'd be a, a risky decision. Yeah, I mean they're still doing it, but it's you know like it's obviously a- if Little Wayne drops a new hit, you're going to be able to go find it at a Best Buy or something, but. You got cats doing like seventy five thousand in three weeks and right, shit, right. you know. Uh- is a like I would imagine like a Fat Beats would be like ideal company for like you know, for an independent for sure yeah, independent and stuff like that. Yep. Um, now is Fat Beats and like House Shoes has its own from Street Corner. Is mm-hmm. that a affiliation with Fat Beats or anything, or they're just they're separate companies? They're they're separate, they're separate companies. Okay. You know, they do distribution. You know, you can get distribution deals through them, and they actually have a label. Um, with a few uh, clear soul forces, okay, they were on fat beats. Now is uh, producers I know is that through fat beats. No, it's just uh, producers I know is its own label. Okay. Um, we just right now got the tape distribution through fat beats. Do you ever uh, see yourself having your own imprint? Um, maybe one day, man. I mean, basically the goal now is just to 
keep consistently putting out heat, you know what I'm saying, and, and getting – he gave me the opportunity to, to put on Detroit people, you know what right, I mean? Right, so right. I'm going to put out as many Detroit people as I can, you know. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I see, like, the, the, the collaboration of it is, you know, pretty dope as hell. Yeah. And that's not even shorting that thing, you know. But, you know, I didn't know if they, you know, you see it's like, yeah, I want my own. But, you know, if you could – but a cat, a, a cat like Dar Adams in there, it seemed like, you know, that's a, that's a good – a good space to be in with yep. a person who loves the music and wants to put out you yep. know good music no matter what you know y'all ain't dancing in the video well you do be in the video yeah I'm not dancing you know, like, you're not like and shit, you know yeah no I don't dance in videos I'm like, dancing in videos, videos. <laughs> I'm gonna never ever see Pat Harlem shaking in a video. Yeah. Nah, he's dunking. He's dunking in them videos. Yeah, you'll never see me yeah, dance, I seen, bro. I, I seen the cover video. I think the who was the video? Was it? Oh, and, and, uh, at the Coney Island. A minus, the A minus video. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, in, in Five Miles' new video, you know what I'm saying? You have a you know, cameo yep. in that. So tell me how I've never I always wanted to be in videos. So y'all got any, any videos and I'm free, let me know. I'll, I'll pull a random cameo, whatever you want right. me to do. But, oh, like, what's the energy? Because I, hey. I watched, I watched your, you know, your, your, your oh, recent yes. video. Honestly, it's fun as fuck, dude. Yeah, so, it's funny you so, said that. So give us like the title of the song and like the theme and how okay. did you, you know. So in the songs, all, all hail, hail the victor. And basically, we, we don't got to, you know, we we're not working on a budget, you know. So we uh, we come up with our locations and shit to shoot what makes sense. And to be honest with you, it's, it's kind of hilarious because like you know we got these scenes with these kids. There's a scene where I got my foot on top of a, on a child. We're we're two blocks away from my house in River Rouge. There's people walking by and looking at us like, what the fuck is, is wrong with this motherfucker? He, we, I mean, I had to at one point I had to sit there for like 40 seconds, like fakely putting my foot on him. On a, on a kid, a kid's like nine years old, right. and, and I'm just sitting there with my foot on top of him. I'm so pissed because I meant to send the video to Mike to tell like, you know, we probably covered this, and I, I totally forgot or whatever. So you see the shit, but it's fucking hilarious. Dude. We had a scene where we're right behind Angry Howie's, and uh, it's, it's actually that uh, scene where I come up, I snatch the money, and I go run around a corner, and I'm counting the money. There's people sitting at a Hungry Howie's, like they're like packed in a parking lot watching us do this. So like. That's actually probably the funniest part because I feel like an idiot the entire time because I'm sitting there counting seven dollar seven ones for twenty minutes. It was so funny. I was for like, twenty minutes. I was like, I was like you, you know, you you took because basically it was some guys shooting dice and yes. he comes to snatch the money and he runs okay. around the building and then I feel like you sitting there like, damn, that's all I get. And it's like he counting these like seven, eight, nine, you know, single dollar bills and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. We're dead in the middle of a neighborhood. Life's just going on. I remember during that they were getting out of school. There's like kids. Walking right next to us, like tons of them just coming back and forth. We're just shooting it like everything's normal, just trying to get through it, you know. That's 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 dope. That's dope. So it's fun, it's funny. I had I had the opportunity to shoot photos for Peace of Mind's uh dramatic, and that was pretty cool. Uh, now what's your relationship with, 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 with Peace of Mind? Like, how did that come about? Man, I met Peace back in like uh 2006. Um, he was like he was like a rapper, I never really heard him, but I met him um at a show. And he invited me and this crew from Inkster called Street Justice, who I used to fuck with, man. They're one of the dopest Detroit groups there was. And uh, we went back to the crib, and, uh, you know, you know, Peace is a skinny-looking, he's a skinny dude. You know, he doesn't, doesn't look like he does what he do. Like, no, you know, man. When I, met, I remember when I came to the house, and I, and I was like, that's the guy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I hope this music sounds good. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it did, you know, by far. But, yeah, it was, yeah, that was funny seeing him. Like, he didn't fit, like, what I, I don't know what I thought. 
Uh, you know, uh, a person, guy who makes beats look like or some shit. But yeah, he so, didn't fit what I thought he did. So. He, he plugged in his MPC, man, and he just started hitting buttons, and we were bugging out. We were like, yo, you made you made all this shit? You know what I'm saying? So we just started working with him from then, man. You know what I'm saying? So I've known him for a long time. That's, that's dope. So now that we've covered, you know, uh, and I'm trying to think of other random shit, but we've covered a lot of the shit you do and you enjoy What's the shit you don't like? What like what about what is the what, what's with the culture that you know? You know you don't like fuckboys. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what I don't like. I don't like the fact there isn't freestyle battling anymore. That's a problem I've got because a lot of these 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 battle cats now. The thing that's dope is it's more consistent. That's the part that's cool about it. Is like you don't have to deal with whack rounds or just whack rappers in general. But the fact that there isn't like a freestyle portion of it fucking kills me. I don't get it how cats can do that. And here's here's another thing I've got. It's a question. And this is this goes to younger cats and older cats because they seem to be on the same page. Cats that are from my age group, if you ask them what a freestyle is, they're going to tell you it's when you wrap off the top of your fucking head. If you ask people that are seven years older, they'll say, well, it could be that or it could be a verse you never used. Mm. That's what a 19-year-old will tell you too. But somehow my age group will tell you a complete different story of it. And nobody ever talks about this shit. You can ask, I'm telling you, go talk to a dude that's 39. He'll tell you the same thing a 19-year-old will tell you. But if you ask a dude who's 32 like me, he will not tell you that. He will tell you that a freestyle is off the top of your fucking head. That's what I... The era I came up in, if you could have freestyle, they said you weren't an MC. Nope. That's what, yeah, that's what I always take it as. I, and it's surprising me that you said an older <coughs> person... We'll say the same shit that the 19-year-old would say. That's surprising me. Because I think that was the next age group after the 80s who took it to another step. They took that shit to the next level. So the 80s cats are like, well, you know, it's either one. It's, you know, a freestyle could be either the written or it's off the top of your head. And they'll tell you, well, it's off of the top of your head freestyle. Right. And I'm like, okay, I guess. To me, a freestyle is... Let's put some freestyles. All right, we're just yeah. going to start rapping. We'll just come like up with words like, right like, now. No like, plan. How do you, it's almost like explaining. How do you even explain the distinction? Like, like he's like, it's it's a freestyle. Like, it's like, how do you even really say, like, there's not an and, or, or. It's like, it's a fucking freestyle. I thought that when you said the word free and you said <laughs> right. style, you, you're telling me I can think freely while I show you my style. I could have swore that's what that meant. I mean, does that make sense? Ain't that what that means? It makes sense to me. Free. It, it means there isn't, there, it isn't. And that's what I think the other cats are like, well, that means that it hasn't been put somewhere yet. Well, it's. I mean, it has. It's already been put in my head, and it's memorized. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, there's, no, I, there's nothing free to it. I get you on that. I feel like that's like almost like a dead art, man. Like actually, actually freestyling. And you know where I think actually uh, hurt that concept was the fucking basement shit on Rap City because yep. they would say, hey, "All right, we got the freestyles on Rap City," and then they go in the booth. They would go in the booth, and it's like and some, spit some shit that's not even like. Like well, you, you can tell when somebody's like legit fucking freestyling. Freestyle, yeah. But like, not only would you be able to tell that they were freestyling, but it would be a verse that you heard somewhere else if you were a fan of that artist that you heard somewhere else that was kind of obscure. Yeah. So it'd be like you might be like I heard that shit on his mixtape and blah blah blah. So it's like they think of some shit like how you said like it's some shit that you haven't you might have wrote but you didn't put it out. Yeah. And you think, like, maybe some shit they wrote they ain't put out, but you're like, I've heard this before. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, there was one time that, um, I think it was, like, Juvenile or some shit went in the booth on Rap City and <laughs> quote-unquote freestyle, and I'm, like, rabbing it with him. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, why do I know the words to this shit? Right. It was the back that ass up first version. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel on that shit, man. I, I hate the fuck that the, the freestyle shit is dead. And, like, a lot of the people that we mentioned, man, I remember I went to, um... 
uh, me and Ellingsworth went to college together, man, and we would kick it outside the student center. I can't rap shit, but I would listen to shit. <laughs> and uh, man, he was so fucking dope on freestyling, man. And I, you could tell. And he don't even really rap no more. And I always, I always wanted to ask him about that. Like, man, we don't rap no more, man. Like, your freestyles was so fucking dope, man, back when we was in college. But like, yeah, that freestyle shit is almost like that art is dead, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that hardly at all anymore. That's like my inspiration. Like, if I'm freestyling a lot with cats, I'm probably recording. If I'm not, then I'm probably not really rapping. I've never even understood how, like, it takes a special kind of person to be able to do that because somebody like myself, my vocabulary is phenomenal. But I can't. I couldn't rap to save my life, man. I couldn't rap. Fuck it's, it's, it's not the like, voca- it's not the vocabulary. That's what people get it's, bought it's, on. It's, it's the, the creativity on how you speak your vocabulary, and it's, like, it's the ability to think on your feet, and like that. Yep. Like it's amazing. I can't think I, on my feet on a plant podcast. Let alone yeah. some off the wall shit. Like, I gotta like think it's just, yeah, yeah. I was I had cousins used to, you know, wanna rap and they would you know, play beats and you know, Dutch and I was just sitting there like, man, I can't do nothing. I tried a few times and I was there, I'd be like, No, this ain't me. I can't do this. That's why I love freestyle so much, man, because I think like, man, I look at it, I'm like, I should be able to do this. Yeah, it's a unique but art. I suck at this shit. Like I could never do this. So to see somebody do that shit and be good at it. I always absolutely love that shit, man. I love. That's what you said. You're like, I was like, you used to battle rap. Like, why would you leave that out? Like, like if I was, if I used to battle rap, that would be the shit that I hung my hat on, man. Like, I was, I was taking too long to talk about my background and shit. Maybe, maybe <laughs> right. we'll, get, we'll get back to it sometime. Dabs, bro. Yeah, dabs. Yeah. You know, so. We were dabbing it up. Started talking about my dad and shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So okay. So that's a you know. But Pat, you you never even got a chance to really interject. With um, it, man, that's some real shit. I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> music, like music I hate and shit. I mean, it's a new culture. It's a new thing. It's whatever, man. This shit pisses me off. That's such a fucking PCS Nah, man. I, I, you know, that's some real shit. I mean, like, I don't hate such a strong word, man, but there is a lot of shit I dislike, man. Like, um, man, I'm not trying to get real or deep or whatever, but just like, just like kids in general, um, like, <laughs> no, no respect. You know what I'm saying? All this fuckboy shit you see on the internet, you know, yep. your, your boy's fighting and fucking 10 of your boys are fuck you're getting your ass beat and they're videotaping that shit and putting it on twitter and like you know i mean you see it every day like the social media and the internet and just it's just fuck boy shit everywhere you know what i mean and like a lot of these kids man it's like they're hopeless you know and it has a lot to do with how they were raised and their parents you know and i just think like we as men need to set examples not really us but like you know these kids having kids they don't know any better you know what i mean and, yeah uh, I, I definitely agree um so i guess you know when you when if you're not in detroit and you think of detroit new rappers i think the first people come to mind is like a big shine or like a day flow for right you know stuff like that and and it's no Hater, hater, or whatever to them, but like, what do you think keeps cats from like, like strife from not, you know, you know, getting more pub or you know any any other? It's just it's basically like the market and the type of music you make. You know what I'm saying? It's like Detroit's such a hotbed of of real MCs and MCs. I'm not saying Dej and Big Sean aren't MCs. They definitely no, are. No, I, you know I, I I mean? was, I but it's it's either. just the type of music that they make. You know, they make more mainstream radio friendly music you know what I mean so obviously they got a better shot than somebody like Stryfer did they, did they always make that though like I feel like so, like like look at Big Sean as the best example like 
you look at him like now he makes more mainstream shit, but when he got on, was he was he making shit that was more marketable? Dog. Or did he just like right place, right time type shit? That's what it's you know and, and <laughs> a lot of that right sound. I, I swear, you got the right sound for what they want. Talk to him, I swear he, he would have to say right time, right right place, right time because yeah. you know, I don't think too many too many guys get the opportunity to to be around a Kanye or to get shot by something like that. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So it's like the right, right place, right time helped a bunch of people, and at the same time, be, not being at the right place, right time had a lot of people fucked up and not give, being able to get on. Hey, that's some real shit. I never seen Big Sean one time perform before nope. he yeah, got no, on. That's, that's, how, that's him, how all that shit works with cats who get on. I seen him at or see him a show in the crowd, but I didn't know who he was. Didn't know he rap. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But, you know, I mean, I'm happy for the dude. Shout out to Big Sean, you know what I'm saying? So, I remember years ago, one of my homeboys I'm real cool with, he used to have a dude stayed around, um, um, stayed around his, um, in his hood. And we used to go over there. He used to sample stuff and rap and stuff. And we never, I never thought he would become, any, you know, I don't know. I was just like, you know, you know, when you see local people, your friends, rap, friend rappers and shit, you know, they do beats and all, songs and shit. They were never dudes. Really, uh, you don't think much of it because they're, you know, either they go, you know, be good or it's just gonna be, you know, not at all. And so I think I went to some uh, one of them clubs and I seen him battle this uh, quest for Cody. Okay. And I always thought he was dope as hell, yeah. but it was like he it just never went further than what I saw. You know, just right. local battling and stuff like that. And I and when I saw him, like, damn, he is dope as fuck. But it's like. He never really pushed more, you know, got to a bigger level than I would, you know, I thought he would have. I thought he was dope as hell. Well, actually, Quest, like, was one of the top battlers in the battle league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, not even here, but, like, nationally. You yeah. know what I mean? And he, he made some noise. He was on uh, MTV2. Wasn't he on? Uh, my, I, think it was, I think it was regular MTV. Regular he MTV. was, uh, he taught that girl how to battle rap. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I remember, and I remember him before, you know, he became, you know, he had his rap name and stuff. I remember, uh... Like, what the fuck is your name, Kimani? And you know, I remember him just you know, younger, and I it was like teen, teenager age and stuff like that. Yeah, and he's then, been doing know, it for a see minute. Him in clubs yeah. and you know, doing battle. I know he did battle because I think he did a well, it was the MTV show you talking about when he helped the girl, uh, yep, real is it. What was the show? Yeah, that real life show. You got shit. a mentor of a certain thing. Was it a maid? I know what you're talking uh, about. A TV maid? Yeah. Yeah. Maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. he helped the girl on Maid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that episode. That was that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I no, he, yeah. He, he's definitely uh, one of the top Detroit MCs, man, and he's really did his thing on a national level as far as battling in, in uh, a few of his albums. Yeah, and I remember, I remember meeting him young, and, you know, he used to, you know, and, you know, he didn't have like a... Uh, it wasn't like no crazy crib. He was just doing samples, you know, recording, stopping, and shit like that in his um in his mom's basement and shit. I feel like some uh, random to being in a tip some story somebody in his mom's basement. Right. But I remember him, you know, years ago and stuff. And I know he did battle, and I remember him being on made and stuff. But you know, it's just you know you, you hear people that's dope. Like I say, I always thought he was pretty dope. You know, so I still think. You know, Strife is dope. Mm-hmm. I still use a couple other people that I could uh, think of. And it's just like, why don't these guys get the opportunity? You know, like, why? I just wish they get the, on the right street at the right time and yeah, right. shit right. pop right. off. Right. I mean, it's just basically like underground independent versus mainstream and making corny shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of them could rap on that level, but I would never hear Strife fucking doing a lean with the rock with the joint. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. You, you know, if you make 
radio friendly music you make radio friendly music but there's a big difference between that and what a lot of us do you know some people are like offended they're like man fuck the radio i mean you gotta have the radio because if you don't have the radio then what am i supposed to make that's not the radio or not that doesn't sound like them to create something new and from you know what i mean from that standard so i mean at the end of the day it's like you need that shit it just i mean that's really like it's the standard you know like at at the end of the day when you think about it like what am i like trying to uh achieve Mm -hmm. i'm trying to get big or i'm trying to get money and that's who's got it you know like you got to have that standard like pop music's got to exist so that you know who you are so if you ain't that you ain't that and you show that you're not that by making something that isn't that i was so i was so hyped to hear that red man is coming out with new music it's good too it's it's good too and he was never one i mean it was a couple of random songs that i would you know hear on the radio other than like rock wilder that was probably the most popular song that red man probably had red man's first two albums were so cold yeah Yeah. but he never got like Strong radio play, you know. I mean, he had videos, but you know, he actually had that song, Christina Aguilera. That was pretty much it. He had that song, Christina Aguilera. That was a big hit. Remember that? Yeah, it was like 03, I want to say. It was a ma- massive thought, hit. Was it a remix yeah. of hers? Was it was a, a remix of uh, Dirty or something? Yeah, like but it was oh, big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was and he ripped shit. it, though. Yeah, and he ripped yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, no, yeah I remember but Yeah, that. but I saw his uh, MTV, uh, the Cypher. Uh, he killed that there. shit. And that, and that was the only thing I watched from it. And, I, and, he, and he killed it. Yep. Now, speaking of like battle shit, I was so disappointed. Man. <laughs> Why he already uh, know where you going with? Yeah, he was like, so disappointed Murray, in Cyphers. I was so di- no, not the Cyphers. I was so disappointed in Keith Murray. Oh, yeah. The, so Keith Murray, Keith Murray. Did a battle. Oh, he's battle with uh uh. uh I know you talking about. Fingers. Uh, oh, Fredro uh, Star. Star. So that happened. Yes. I guess. And it was so <laughs> fucking bad. I refused really? to watch Fredro that. Ripped him, dog. Really? Keith Murray ripped him. And you I could, was just like, you, I know Keith. You know, you got a little too loose. It was like he just was so so overly confident and just got ripped the fucking shreds. Dude. Really, you know shit like yeah, that too. I, never saw it. I, heard I was it. so pissed at that man. That like, just hurts the culture of battling too. Yeah, you know, I just I felt like, like yeah. was, I felt like that was like a smear dog and just the culture man. It's like what about can- when cannabis busted out a fucking pen yep. of paper against Cassidy? You know yeah, what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, same, same that shit. Was Cass- that was somebody else. That was, was it Cassidy? Cassidy? Was it? Well, I think it was um. Um. Uh, was a no. That was a that was that wasn't a somebody famous. It was like a. Uh, no, it was a, it a, was a battle rapper that was like it was a pop battle rapper, but it wasn't like a. Uh, I know who it is. I'm, I don't know. I can't say his name right now. I can't now. remember either. But I know he's talking about because they just had the fucking uh his arm in a fucking sling or some shit. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. When he broke out the pad, yeah, yeah that was it. Like, yeah, and I was fuck? just like, so uh, before I heard the song, before I saw the battle, he was on um, um Carabet Jack, and he was talking about the battle, and you know, he talking about just, Keith Murray, Keith Murray, he was oh. on Carabet Jack, talking about the battle, and he was talking about how you know, and he was talking about you know, I'm you know, murder him, blah blah blah, and yeah, you know, he did it for so, the paycheck, bro. Yeah, he had, yeah, because it was somehow it was you know, however much money it was and stuff like that, and so I, had, I'm like, cool, I want to see it, so I seen uh, Zoe. He posted, uh, he was just like disgusted. And I'm like, man, again, it can't be that bad. <laughs> and so I had it on my, I was at school and I was uh, uh, right before class. So I had a little time. So I had, you know, brought up on my phone and I'm watching it. And Keith Murray starts doing, he does this, this line, you know, this, this whole verse or whatever. And just talking about freestyle. He does this verse. And I guess Sergio. It wasn't was, a freestyle. No. Fredro came out and he repeated the whole fucking thing verbatim. And it was just 
terrible, dog. Wow. And Fredro came. I didn't watch all the Fredros, but Fredro came out for what I saw. And man, but for all I hear, he ripped them, dog. Ripped them a new ass. Damn. Them, and it was just like I just felt that you know that was just so shitty of just the culture of just rap. Period. You know, like I felt oh, like man. that potentially could tarnish Keith Murray. And all of the good things he's done from <laughs> that fucking time. Like, wow. I just rather he just would have not did that and just would have been. You I gotta know, find that. I just, didn't know, you know, that, I didn't know that actually went down. It was like a, a month or two ago. What do you mean? Yeah, I, like I, I remember all the build up to it, and I remember hearing all the shit, but I never heard it. I didn't hear about it going down. I, like, I, I didn't hear like the he had nobody in his corner, like like Eric Sermon or somebody. Like, don't do it. Like, yeah. this is not good. <laughs> like, don't somebody it, can tell you don't do it. be that paycheck, man. Man, he probably told his people he was sober, and you know, oh, I'm going into this with a, with a, with a, with a, I'm ready. Can't act like they're ready, yeah, you know. And, and it was like, you know, on the, on the flip side, he yeah. did his interview um, on Combat Jack where he kind of went through, you know, just his history and stuff like that, you know. And he told an awesome story just of his life and all that stuff. And it, you know, and it was certain things. I like listening. I always like listening to, to rappers do, you know, podcasts and things where they tell their stories and stuff like that. That was so fucking great. So man. so great. Ice T did the. Had the man, best. please tell me you heard that shit. If you get on Combat Jack, yeah. on Combat Jack Ice T has the best story I've heard of rap. Ice T's fucking years. Combat Jack episode is amazing. And it's like two it's hours or something. It, it, and, and it's, it's, no, it's, it's push, it pushes three hours. It's like two and a half or some shit oh, like that. Man, it was and so, so I would listen to it in, 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 you know, in bunches or whatever. But dude, his story is so fucking like authentic. Like, you know, because he wasn't even a fucking rapper when he first started this shit. Yeah, he, was, he already had money. Going into it too, it right? Was like doing, like you know, you know. There's a portion that's like where he gives like marriage advice, talking about like with Coco or shit. But it's it's damn near three hours long, and I'll say like a smooth like two and a half was like just Ice T telling you everything, man. It was so fucking good, man. That's still the best Combat Jack episode I've heard to date. But yeah, it was just, just his story on the on the music, you know, the music scene when he was coming up, and you know, you know him. Him being the reason that they called it gangster rap, not NWA. Yep. You know what I mean, and things of that nature, man. It was just, it was awesome, man. But you know, so hearing good. stories like that. So when I heard, I was listening to Keith Murray's stories, talking, you know, about the history and stuff. He went to jail. You know, he went to jail from a fight happening at a club where he was fucking performing. He got blamed for it, and although there was no witnesses for it, he ended up doing time. And, yeah, you know, did he so fight he, a seventeen-year-old or some shit? It was oh, some crazy God. shit, but you know, he <laughs> didn't fight nobody. He was, he wasn't even in the vicinity of the fights, but he got blamed for it and fucking went to jail for a few years for it and shit like that but at the end you know he's talking about the battle and so forth and so he doesn't come out and he's like it's like is he on drugs or something like come on all hype and shit and you know he he it, he, it was terrible <laughs> is there video or is it yeah, audio it's video. it's video okay i don't know i saw the video because i have my i have my phone up on my screen i gotta find that shit uh, it's terrible now, if you would have watched some depressing ass shit <laughs> watch that shit that shit's fucking awful dog Straight, Man, that's, that's my show. straight awful. So that was probably a tangent. I mean, but yeah, that was, it was it was terrible. But I just thought that was just bad on the music, man. Just 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 terrible on the music, man. How are we looking on time? Uh, one twenty six. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of crazy. But yeah, so uh, I think we cover a lot of music shit. Like, so what are y'all? What are y'all thoughts on like? Um, Detroit now, like it's a lot of changes, a lot of shit going on downtown, uh, a lot of not a lot of shit going on in neighborhoods. It's like, do, do you? I don't know. With like just just general thoughts, I don't even know where to like direct anything in general. But 
slightly better than what it was. It's like, it's like it's better than what it was ten years ago. But like, how much better? I mean, when it comes down to it, it's funny you ask this. I, I went to Budapest and uh, down there, their downtown's amazing. It's like the size of like thirty downtown Detroit's. Wow. We talked about this earlier. It's, it's gigantic. It's just it's beautiful. They clean the streets. There's no crime. It's nothing like ours, you know. It's it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game. It's just there's just so much that could be done in Detroit that you know it's it's been bad. It's always been this way yeah. as long as we can date back, man. The wrong people ran Detroit into the ground forever, and it's like it's trying to come from the wrong. It, you, you're trying to come from like hell, basically. You're four million miles away. You're in hell. And you're like, how do I get back up to normal? And people try so much different shit, and it, you know, most of the time it doesn't work because it's things are so far fetched. You're so far away, anyways. You know, like the, the distance, you're already far away. You just inch in a little bit closer, and that's like that's basically as far as you can get if with I, the you regime. Been, you've been local all your life here. Um, I grew up in Lincoln Park. I lived. But so you local? Yeah. 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 So. Um, I I, <laughs> I think it's I, I don't want to upset everybody, but when we talking about local shit that's like fucked up, um, <laughs> I I wanted to talk about this coming into this podcast before I even knew about you guys coming in, just because we haven't really talked about it prior, and honestly I don't want to talk about it going forward, but I know I know this is a spot for Pat too, like. <laughs> What do you guys think about the Lions, man? We gotta oh, talk man. about the Lions because <laughs> um, we haven't talked about me and him haven't talked about the Lions so far. And as far as our plan, we're not gonna talk about the Lions going forward. But it's the midseason point; the bye week is coming up, and they should have traded Calvin. They I figured we, you know, I, I well, I thought I when we was talking to Pat, I was like, I figured, you know, Lions would be uh, oh. talking, so I think it'd be a good segue. Yeah, Patty Bad is fucked by the Lions. Right. <laughs> I think he's already read about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I mean, as, as you, you know, you guys being sports fans, football fans, Detroiters, I've been watching the Lions since '84. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the only time I ever seen them win was when Scott Mitchell and Herman Moore and Brett Perriman. What year was that? '95. '95. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say mid late '90s. That's the only time they ever won. I watched the greatest running back of all time lose week after week after week after consistently. week consistently. Consistently lose. You know and. As you know, as a Detroiter, we have so much pride and so much love for our city and our sports. You know what I'm saying? And it's every year you you tell yourself, since 1980, motherfucking four, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, and you just can't do it. You keep watching, you watch them lose, you watch them lose. Well, I'm about to be 36 years old, and I've been watching this shit long enough, man. And it's like the talent we have, and all the new coaches, and all this and all that. It's always the same shit, bro. It's it's like uh. It's like a fucking the, the Bobby Lane curse, bro. I, I, I blame it on Bobby Lane. I, 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 <laughs> no, you, you, that's legit, man. I mean, you can only be, you can only lose for so long. You want to know, the, the, here's the problem, man. The Ford family can't get the job done. They could never have got the job done. They, they weren't the right people to own the team. Yeah. I, I, that's just the truth. If you want to come from a winning standpoint, you know they're they're good owners when it comes to a lot of other other ways of looking at it. But when it comes to the actual team, all right. Prime example: Jim Caldwell comes in as our coach, right? He did great last season, right? He did a good job. That's what actually what I wanted to. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you continue, but like I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. But uh, <laughs> no, but that's actually what I wanted to like get a little bit deeper into because yeah. like essentially this is basically the same group of guys from last year. Yeah, and they were 11 and five last year, and they're complete garbage this year. So 
I can tell you what's why. What's going on? Here's this is why. So they brought in. Um, I feel like I need a part of the drink. They brought in. They brought in Terrell Austin last year. They brought in Jim Caldwell. Terrell Austin came in. He ran a defense. A lot of people hadn't seen yet. It's a it's a mixed three four four three. He's it's schemed out. They got three four extra guys that are consistently getting twenty snaps a game because it, there's a lot of schemes. It worked. It did good. They watched us after a year. They watched they watch film. They come back the next year ready. This always happens. We've seen it with the Wildcat. Seen it with other other things that were ran. You come in a little more prepared, your defense. Well, how did we plan on getting better? They got a year now where they got to watch what Terrell Austin does as a defense coordinator, right? And we had some talent. You know, you could look at the team and say, man, you know, Glover Quinn, they got some guys. Legitimate, good enough players to win games with. Enough games. So that he comes in, they win. They start winning games. Defense is awesome. Why is the defense awesome? Sue's in the middle. Sue collapses the middle every play. They just let him run loose. What I'm gonna Sue, have you ever you ever seen Sue throw a, a spin on somebody? No, he just goes forward and collapses the pocket. It worked. They let all of them. They got great run defenders with uh, Jason Jones and having Ziggy Ansah. They are awesome against the run. If you shut down the run and only allow 68 yards a game, the pass is never gonna get going. You've seen that happen. You've seen a lot of guys. Getting interceptions, decent in sacks, but the scheme worked. It did great. We're what ranked second in defense. That's why I won eleven games. We're ranked second in defense. Following him, breathing, he is on it. Yeah. Uh, Listen, <laughs> my wife. I'm watching the main line. This is the greatest analysis I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Like, this is amazing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, man, but it was so dope. It was just like, Thanks. oh my god! I was in awe. Like this is amazing. Yeah, walk around. The man. offense sucks. The, they, they brought in the wrong guy. All right. Drew Brees, until last week, hasn't been Drew Brees for a couple years now. Right. If you were going to bring in Joe Lombardi, it should have happened in like 2012 or something. They brought him in too late, and they brought in a guy who couldn't run Sean Payton's offense the way Sean Payton did. That trips bunch, that's just that's some bullshit. Them guys are sitting next to each other. Every play, they're three yards away from each other. That's why Stafford doesn't throw the ball downfield no more. He's scared to. Everybody's sitting next to each other, two yards away. They try to use that and put Calvin on the other side, but it doesn't get Calvin open because they still have a safety back there next to him. So he's still basically getting double teamed. Now you can't forget, too, every I'm year. I'm be Adam Schefter. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Detroit. He might Adam be Adam Schefter. <laughs> every year we've watched the Lions, they've always had a shitty offensive line. Yep. So what's the, what's the difference between this year and last year? I can tell you. This because is the players I'm, Thank you. I get to finally tell somebody, man. The yeah, way to talk about this. Jim it. Caldwell. Listen to this. And, and, and please listen to this carefully. Jim I'm Caldwell. Indianapolis Colts. He took over, right? Remember he took over for mm-hmm. Dungy? What did he do? He took him to a Super Bowl. What did he do the year after that? Pile of shit. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. They fired uh, their offense coordinator in the middle of 2012. He took over. What did they do that year? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh, God. What happened the next year? How, Ray Rice how, falls off. The offense falls off. How's, how's he able to have such a bomb first year? Because he's, he's the guy you bring in when your team's almost there. If something's almost correct, it's like he takes it and he can roll with it. But after they after a year of watching film and putting it together, bringing them back for something you think's going to be good again, like they did so with he, the defense, so they a... did with the Colts, those were the same teams. Remember Orlovsky finally came mm-hmm. in against the Colts and got wins when Peyton Manning got hurt? Mm-hmm. You're telling me that Colts team that was, what, 13 and 3 the year before was that bad the next year I didn't get a win till week 13. So are, you, are you kidding? So, so are you saying are you are you what I'm gathering is that 
He's a good motivator for what's working. Yes, but he's, does, a, that's, but, but that's, he's but an outstanding it, motivator. But but does it? But but can't fix it. He's not your X's I don't think he's your X's and O guy. I think. I mean, he got Terrell Austin right. If it was up to me, I would have got Caldwell out this week, last week, whatever week it was. Gave Terrell Austin his shot to run a team because Terrell Austin will be a head coach next season for somebody's team, and it might not be ours. He might not even get a shot at it. But what at that's least what now, let's, that's what, let's that's look and see if he is because Caldwell's not the option for next year, right? Well, that's what happens with the Lions. They leave and then they do well somewhere yep. else. So, so Terry Ross will go and be like a great Yeah, player. he's going to go on somewhere and be the shit. And we're going to be like, well, at least we kept Caldwell to week 17. You know? That's the difference with good teams and bad teams. Our GM's sitting there not making this decision. I don't even know if Mayhew, I think Mayhew's a free agent. You got to start thinking about that, too. Do you really want to bring him back? At the end of the day, did he get the job done? No. Was it way better than Millen? Yeah. But even after an 0-16 season, they still went, you know what? I love Millen's right hand, man. We'll just bring him in and run the squad. Yeah. And and he, is he legit? He's a legit GM. He's an okay GM. He's obviously was smart enough to convince him he was that guy. He did a <laughs> decent job. He had a couple good drafts, a couple bad drafts. But in the NFL, you don't get 10 fucking years to not produce a playoff win. Move on to the guy who's going to produce a playoff win. If that guy's not the next guy and two years goes by, move the fuck on from him too. Just like every other NFL team does. We've had, what, like five GMs over the last thousand years? How you got good teams that have had like twice as many GMs and twice as many coaches as us. And they've got wins. like they got Super Bowl victories, if not playoff wins, during this, this time stretch. But we held on to these fucking losers year after year after year. Year after year. And that's the difference between us and good organizations is the Ford family is just sitting on these people for way too long. Well, I think I think I, I think one thing with the Fords and it's, it's it's not, you know, giving them an excuse, but they haven't counted on playoff money in years. They they they, they get regular season money and people come to the games every fucking year and they're not missing a fucking beat. Yep. And so it's like if they were had a stretch in the playoff where they were making money and then they don't make money, then it's like, okay, we need to adjust to be able to you know, make some more money. I mean, you need to play off. But if they if they're not getting playoff money, they're not missing money. People not we're we're not stop. We have to stop watching games. I mean, literally. I mean, we might not watch one or two games, but and if, for real though, we're not stopping watching games. So they're not missing. They're not. We're not. You know, you had the one season when we had all these blackouts and shit because the people weren't going to the games. People start going back to the games. Yep, the so very like, next year. They're not missing 16. money though. Like if you know if, if if I got a shitty a shitty a shitty team or anything for that matter, but I'm still selling. Like you know, for the Fords, hell, they have Ford Motor Company. Like you know, right. they're not in a situation where that's their only only you know business or right. whatever. And I, this is probably not as deep as the coaching, but I just think as as just a business, they're not missing extra money that they you know they don't they don't count that money. You right. know what I mean? It's like not having overtime. Like I get I get good straight pay. Like I don't I don't get overtime, so fuck it. Fuck the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, fuck the playoffs. Fuck the Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah, I think I don't I don't. And like you say, Fowl, I don't know how he's been. Well, you didn't say it, but insinuated. I don't know how he's man. He's been at that position and been in the league. If he was second to the guy who was fucking up, he should have went too. Yep. Like, how does he get the job? That because he had to fill in for Millen, and he made that trade. He knew. All right, how how in the fuck am I going to keep a job as a GM, being the right hand man of the biggest failure in sports history? I got a good idea. I, he well, he can. I'm gonna call Jerry Jones, another guy who every once in a while becomes a weirdo. Call Jerry Jones and said, "Hey, I got this. I got this guy who thinks he's a star named Roy Williams. If you want, 
Give me a first, a third, and a fifth, and I'll give him and a sixth to you. And somehow Jerry Jones bought in. He convinced Jerry Jones that the Eagles were ready to give us Leo Shepard in a first-round pick, and Jerry Jones bought it. Jerry Jones had a thing for Roy Williams for whatever real reason. I think it's because every time we play the Cowboys, Roy used to toast him. So he was like, oh, man, this guy's a star. He used to toast the Cowboys. He loved playing the Cowboys because it's where he's from, Texas. So, you know, Roy's over there, like, all confident around Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, that's the only guy they've got. I must have him. So Jerry Jones gave up way too much for a, for a fucking pile of piss, you know. What did Roy catch, like 50 passes total there in a couple seasons? Less yeah, than 10 touchdowns, maybe. <laughs> he didn't do shit, but he got paid. Good for him, right? right. And I mean, we all get paid. It, seemed like we it was good for us, too, except, well, we turned that first-round pick into Brandon Pettigrew. We can sit here silent for a little bit if you guys want. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. it was. You didn't even say that. It was silent for like a hot second. Like, you know, like, I, didn't even, I didn't even want to say anything. They always yeah, do that, like, too, oh, man. Yeah, right. They always do that, too. If you look yep. back at all the drafts and look at all the people we picked and all the people we passed up, passed up Clinton Portis, passed up Randy Moss. Yep. Passed oh, up stars, stars, man, stars, man. We blew like, lots of like picks. The Pistons, like I, I, I remember vividly the draft with Please Darko. Don't say it. No, <laughs> I remember vividly the draft with Darko was draft. I was, oh, with, my homeboys, I was with my homeboys in Atlanta. We, we drove there to hang out, and we just got there. We're in the hotel room, and we we planned the trip uh. to get there just in time for the draft. So we sitting there watching it, and we see, you know, obviously we didn't have first pick, and we didn't, you know, the Brown wasn't coming that far. So oh, okay, cool. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Car- uh, Carmelo. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? Like, what are you seeing him? He's not what? the great white hope. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then he, you pick him, and then even the players after him. Yeah. He always showed flashes as a 17 year old. That's that's the funny thing yeah. is, actually, that's funny you just said that, Bosch. If you really felt that you had to have a big man, because I think that's what it was. They felt. The big man was the missing piece. You know, basketball, you can draft for need, not like unlike the other sports. Then why didn't you draft a Chris Bosch and go, you know what? Well, this guy's like more of a guarantee. I need to go with Ooh, this. So yeah, but Chris Bosch is a bitch, though. I wouldn't draft him. But he's been doing numbers. He was doing numbers, though. I mean, yeah. despite his Think about his... if you would have been a piston. We would have liked him. He would have probably been like 16 and 9, but he would have learned from Ben. He'd probably been a lot more aggressive. You know what I mean? This, this he wouldn't have been mad about it. Bosch, they'd have been better off. But yeah. I mean, like. Despite his, uh, his, his, his random. Uh, uh, questionable sexual ways on the court or every life. <laughs> you know, he, he would have been a good he would have been, he, he been leaps and bounds over better than Darko. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck did they do? Yeah, but they loved Tayshon. They were like, we don't, we don't need like another guard. Our guard, you know, they had Rip and Chauncey, and they looked at Tayshon like he was going to be the answer to small forward. Well, so like Tayshon Mellow so for him. Yeah, like, that would have been the answer. Is probably Mellow. I, I do. You know, one thing I, I've noticed between the Pistons and the Lions, and 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 I could be tripping. I could just eat the drinks, but I'll let you know. Yeah, they let me know. But it seems <laughs> like they're so relationship based. It's almost like they're scared to hurt feelings of like players. Like they get these players, and it's just. You know, we want to bring them in, and they don't. They scared to let people go. They let people, you know, play fucked up for years, and then you know they decide. It's like they don't make business decisions. You know what I'm saying? It's now, like, but Joe, Joe hung on to the team for too long, and then when he decided to break it up, he didn't do it the correct way. You know, trading Chauncey for Allen Iverson wasn't. That was like the beginning of it. Remember, it was like uh, Chauncey. You know, there's a couple other guys you might want to let go first. I might want to hold yeah, on to Chauncey. Chauncey was not my first, second, or third, or fourth. Choice. I kind of died that. I haven't been the same as a, as a fan <laughs> of basketball since that day. I'm dead serious. Like, they took like 5% of my heart with them. They were like, I'm going to get a little piece of that. We're out of here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and you know, I, it, Mike. Uh, I just want to talk about the Lions. Why y'all got to talk about the Pistons, dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, look at the daddy. Why are you talking about the Pistons? 
So you think do you think Mayhew and Carl would have been there in the season? I don't know what to say about Mayhew. I kind of like Mayhew in a way. I just it's weird. Like it seems like he's either hit out of draft or just blew it fucking terribly. You know. But so, what do the Lions do? Honestly, clear are you house. Like, clear house completely. Everybody. That's what I said. Do you think they yes. just, like, That's why I said trade everybody. Calvin. Yeah, I would love to see Calvin. I mean, how great it would it have been to watch Calvin like retire here and come out in front of a crowd that watched him win a Super Bowl I, I wish or a playoff game or some shit? I would rather see him go somewhere and play well rather than stay here. Instead of getting Barry Sanders. Yeah, get Barry Sanders. Like, that's I, I'm not gonna, like I don't care what he does somewhere else. I don't. I mean, I can sit here and watch Granderson play well and be like, you know what, I still like Granderson. But it's just fucked up that he's not here. You know right. what I mean? So I could be supportive to see him in that game, but I mean, it's just, here's the thing. He's, you could still find a team who probably would have gave you a first round pick for him. I honestly believe that. If if Randy Moss Wait, at 30, yeah, I think you could have still got a first round pick. Our season's a wash. You're going into next year with possibly a new GM, possibly a new coaching staff, no possibly money. even a new owner. There's talks that the team's going to be sold. I mean, we're talking a whole new situation. Why don't you think about your team? Calvin Johnson should have been traded. Your team is done. It's done, right? It's fair to say, okay, well, hey, the season's over. It's, it's, it, I mean, I pray to God that they like somehow go through this hot streak that we're all talking about a couple months from now. But is it realistically going to happen? <laughs> Fuck no. Okay, so and that's not hating on my team. It's being realistic. No, I fucking no. love and them. I, and I think and some a, people they'll get mad at me. They're like, no, oh, no, what do you like hate your team no, no, now? You're right, no, no, you're right. And, and, and that's the difference between you know you have like diehard just fans and then you have people that are actually logical and like you know they fucking stink. As much as I hate. As much as I would sit there and read Pat's tweets, I'm like, fuck, he's right. They mm-hmm. fucking stink, dude. So yep. it's like, you know, what do you do to... to, to I'm finally to, sick of it. I never would have said trade Calvin Johnson. I, I, I would have said it to like three games ago. I called the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins up and said, give us Sue to Calvin. I still feel a way about it. Me too. It. But, like, and I, it's going to really hurt. It's so much. To. Nope, you don't. You want to think we're just good enough to want to keep them. It's like... It's like you look at last year and it's like you feel like you're so close. It's like you don't really want to, but you see, the answer. You, 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 you see the first drive on the line and you say, "Man, they got it. It's good." And, then, <laughs> and after that, just goes fucked up. Well, everybody Every, gets all happy before halftime, and you got to tell them. I mean, like, first, yeah. first drive is awesome. Last game of. When they were in fucking London, you know, I didn't see. That, I didn't see any of that game. First drive was awesome. You know, Stafford was like, he came out bombing. You know, 30, 40 yard passes, thirty four. You know, and then. The Lions, Lions, yeah. and second then, half crumble. Three and out, three yeah. and out, three and out. Three it's the and second out. half crumble. Man, my man. fucking wife woke me up like, maybe the game coming on. I'm like, cool. We turn on the game. Next thing I know, we watching the game, and it just start going. Next thing I know, I hear her sleep. I'm like, shit, oh, yeah. it just didn't hurt no more. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I got up and started doing yard work and shit. I was like, you know what? This is the first year, you man. Blow the team up. Yeah, yeah. This is the first year I can't pinpoint anything why it's happening. They they invested in their offensive line. Why is it this bad? Why is Stafford regressing? That's what I thought. You know, the whole thing. It's like you. Why? Why is everything regressing? I, I left. I left. I left the house probably about mid second quarter, and I didn't watch the rest of the game. Yeah. And I was like, last Sunday. Oh, uh, this And I was, and I heard he got sacked three times in a row, and I was like. Is the offensive line mad at him? Did they get in the beat? Like, well, just I, you just let everybody come in and just grab him, dude. Like left and right tackle, big problem, man. Uh, so you think that they were better a couple years ago? Both those guys, Adrian Waddle and Riley Reef, they're so both you, horrible now. Do you think that because a lot of people say Trey Stafford, Trey Stafford, Trey Stafford? I trade him too if you could. But do, do you think that Trey Stafford because he sucks, or do you think that he's in a bad situation? No, like, I think blow the team up and just do something do you think you've the never Stafford done. Is really, actually, a shitty quarterback. You know what? Because um, there's a lot of people. 
I, I feel like there's like a mixed idea. You want my honest opinion? Stanford, opinion Stanford. You know what Stafford is? Stafford's that guy. I think we'll finally figure it out. Like for one or two years when he's like 33 and like mentally he's 110. percent You remember the random quarterbacks? Like you remember Rich Gannon? He was like a bigger prospect, but he wasn't good till he was like 33. And all of a sudden, what? Like four years in a row with Oakland, he was the shit. Remember Rich Gannon in Kansas City? Yeah. That guy was a bum. That guy was a fucking bum. All of a sudden, he goes to Oakland and he's fucking god. Sometimes that happens with quarterbacks. I think Stafford is a guy who's got who, who's got a chance at that. I think once there's no more pressure and he's forgotten about somewhere else, mm-hmm. it could it could yeah, work. I watched, uh, Not here no more. Too many losing seasons. Super Bowl like two three years ago when uh, uh, Arizona played uh, the Steelers. I think it was Carson. Uh, was Carson Palmer. Yeah. Carson Palmer, and he was dope as hell. You yeah. know, this is after his like lull and came. It, it seemed like you say that's kind of. Yep. I think that's going to be stacked. Carson Palmer is the shit again. Kurt yeah, he, yeah, he, he is. He is the shit again. Yeah, and he and it's like you know he feel like he'll be one of those players where he like has to go through this. Lull. But he's seven years in. Well, here's the thing too, though. I yeah. mean, he's he's proven that he's put up numbers. You know what I mean? And we, yeah, he's yeah. put up numbers in the past, and it's like you give that man an offensive line to where even we can establish the run and they don't know that we're passing every fucking down and you get an offensive line that'll actually block for him where he's not getting hurried 17 times a game and sacked six times a game, that starts fucking with your mental, man, and you start getting happy feet, you start making bad decisions because you don't want to get fucked up anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, so I, do don't think ditch, he's a, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. But. So do we ditch Stafford or do we improve the nope. offensive line? You do something different for once. You ditch Stafford, and I'll tell you why. Is Stafford ever really going to win you a Super Bowl? That's what you're in business for. You can't win a fucking Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. It's not happening. Like but the Ravens have won with Flacco, but the, Ra- Flacco but the Ravens like are a perfect. A per- they were a perfectly built defense at that time. Yeah. Their defense, they, like think about a right, prime example. Like two years ago when Seattle beat Denver, it was all about their defense, forcing turnovers and going crazy and fucking killing Peyton Manning. They killed right. Peyton Manning. It had nothing to do with their offense. Russell Wilson's hanging out on the bench, arms stretched out, just chilling. Having a good time. And then when he's in there, they're well rested. And- yeah, man, he's well rested. Their defense is just shitting on Manny, right? So, so Stafford can't be that, though? Stafford like- could be good enough that I think like he could win. I don't want to say. It's, it's, it's actually fake if I go, yeah, he could win a Super Bowl. Has he done it yet? You know, like, has he even gotten close? You know no, what I mean? But, That's like Eli. That, but the question is is that his fault or is that the fault of all the other shit? Like, seven years. Like you mentioned the Seattle defense, which is, which is lauded. Incredibly, is that the Seattle defense or is that like Russell Wilson? Is it the Lions this. being shitty around Stafford or is that? It's Stafford? all of it, and that and and I, but I think that people buy into that like mentally too. Like we're talking about like Carson Palmer. All right, Carson Palmer. Remember how bad he was with the Raiders? Yes. Holy fuck, bro! He was part of the organization being bad. Yeah. He got out, got back to a good defense, got used to winning. Last season, we would have went fourteen and two if we if if Carson Palmer was playing the way he is right now with us <laughs> right. last season. Because all right, sixty eight yards a game. It, you know it was uh, the eighth or ninth best run defense in the history of the game, ever, ever. Wow. Think about this. Tiger Whitehead was our middle linebacker. He replaced Tulloch. He wasn't even a real middle linebacker. I try telling people how important Sue really was. He fits this defense. He does not fit Miami. Not and at all. Not at if all. he was here. And Calvin wasn't. What's all right? Let me give you an example here. This is what good teams do. They go, what? What? what what's making us win? I think I uh, sixty-eight I yards, sixty-eight yards rushing a game, and twenty interceptions. That's what's getting you wins. Uh, who's who's packing the seats? 
Who's got the big contract that's already signed? Calvin yeah. Johnson. Exactly. Good teams trade Calvin Johnson this offseason. Take the $20 million he's making. Give it to Sue instead and keep their defense going. Like you said, Joe Flacco. I, yes, I, Joe I, Flacco I'm, had nobody. Remember, he was completely passes to Jacoby Jones and shit. And their defense is just shitting on people. Great defenses win when you get to the playoffs. That's who wins the playoff games is great defenses. That's All sports in general. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Sports. I'm, exactly. I'm with you on that. I said the exact and that's same the thing. thing is like, and Stafford had a couple years where he was fucking really good and our defense was really bad, you know? But we over were, seven we were, years. We were able to score way more and it yeah. didn't even make that much of a difference. Yep. But it, it shows that, you know, and I think, you know, I, I think that Sue is in a, he's not in a best situation. If he was still here in the situation, it would work out. It was working out, you know. Yep. What I mean? It was. She's worked out great. Like, how do you That's how do you make it to the playoffs? Make one of the better seasons you've had in the years, and then you don't give him the fucking money. Right. Like, why did you don't give him the money? And this, then it was a matter of a matter of millions. It wasn't even like a fifty million dollar difference. It was a matter of like twenty million. Not even. It was uh We offered. A, we were willing to pay him one hundred and four. He took one hundred and sixteen with Miami. Yeah, 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 and yeah. here's the problem I've got with it: twenty. $2 million in dead money. Do you know what team had more dead money than us? No one. Reggie Bush got cut, and we saved $900,000. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Why We should have just kept Reggie Bush. Look at our running backs. George Wynn's going to be out there playing this week. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys are really depending that much on an injured Joyke Bell and a rookie? Bullshit. Bullshit. For $900,000, you should have kept Reggie Bush. Because you know what you could have did? You exactly. could have said, ah, you know what, Reggie, we'll design five plays a game for you. Amir Abdul is going to be our guy for the future. We're going to pay you $4 million just to sit on the bench. If you're willing to pay Brandon fucking Pettigrew $4 million to not do nothing, why didn't you pay a position that was more needed? Brandon Pettigrew only blocks now. We drafted Eric Ebron. There's another problem with your GM. Your GM was willing to get $4 million to your backup, your backup tight end, who doesn't even run a route no more, but wasn't <laughs> willing to give $4 million to a backup running back who, when he's healthy, is still pretty good. Remember the playoff game last year and the two games leading into the playoffs? That doesn't make no sense. That is, that's, he failed. You failed. We don't need Brandon Pettigrew. But we got George fucking Wynn playing this weekend. George Wynn's going to run it in from the goal line for you. While Reggie Bush's season's done in, 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 in San Francisco because he, he got hurt. I, hey, how much better would you guys feel this weekend, though, if I told you Reggie Bush was going to run the ball for you? But Brandon Pettigrew wasn't going to play. Would you care? Would it change they, anything? They, they let go for Fourier. I feel like he needs to hang up making beats and be Skip Bayless. You know why they got rid of Fourier? Because Fourier can't do nothing besides the red zone. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Wright's pretty good. That guy, I actually like him. I, I like Tim Wright. I, they should run him more. And Tampa Bay, he was good. Do you think they would have uh, did something with and kept? I mean... I mean, he scored. I'll I mean, tell you what I would have done with Pettigrew. I would have called him up and I would have said, hey, man, I don't know what happened, but we somehow gave you $4 million and I just woke up from this dream and I'm realizing <laughs> now that $4 million for a guy who doesn't run routes doesn't make any sense. <laughs> since, since you're the same player as Michael Huawamanui from, uh, from the Patriots who literally blocks for 30 plays a game and doesn't run a route for like 900 grand, we're going to do the same thing. We're cutting you. you got no more guaranteed money left. We would love to offer you a spot back on a team for Two years, two million. Then you saved that three million dollars, and then you could have just gave. You and even if you want, you could have just kept Reggie Bush. And I, if you want to play just that, uh, goal line plays, I mean, shit, he was scoring. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Pettigrew, if you look, you can look up on Pro Football Focus, was the 17th rated blocking tight end <laughs> last season. That is dead middle of the pack. He's making four fucking million dollars a year. That is a that's above average tight end play. Yeah. Pay. He doesn't run a route. 
I seen him catch a pass, I think it was last week or the week before. I can't, I can't even tell you what week it was. I can't even tell you what week it was. The fact, the, the fact that we're talking about he caught a pass. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, the, the crazy part. Everybody in my basement pass. looked at each other like, wow. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is wild. Four million a year. Four million dollars a year for a blocking tight end. <laughs> Fuck dude, the Lions. That is fucking awesome, dude. And speaking of Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron's pretty good now. I'll give him his credit for that. I'm glad he is. He's been better this season. He's better this season. Does, anything, does any of this make sense? Like, it looks like Theo Riddick's going to catch 60, 70 balls. Eric Ebron was on pace before he got hurt. Calvin's still going to do it. Golden Tate's having a weird down year. But you're going to have like four guys with 60 catches, and you're averaging 14 points a game. You can't run the ball. You can't block. I mean, it's just weird. Only consistent player is fucking Prater. Nope. Yeah, Prater's having a pretty good year, huh? He's having a great. I mean, he had those, he had those first like three or four games when he first came in. You know, I think he was just shaking. You know? Yeah, he, he got. He, he missed so many fucking field goals. I yeah. remember every yeah, just yeah, flipping yeah. out every Sunday. It was, like, it was like four like, or five games that he. I mean, he, when he first got here, that he was like fucked up, and I think yeah. he, I think he maybe just he was still trying to. You know, he, he, but he's a recovering alcoholic. He probably still had a. You know, it looks like Swordson now, Nick Swordson. Well, we knew that we knew Prater had a reputation. Prater wasn't like a. Uh, a motherfucker off the street. Like we knew that Prater had game, and we prior to getting Prater, we ran through like what, like two, two, three guys. We had that draft that? pick that we fucking cut after like three games and shit. Kick a wish. No, 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 the other one. Um, there's another one. Nate uh, Freeze. Nate Freeze. Nate Freeze. Yeah, yeah, Nick Freeze. Yeah. So it was like that. We drafted a fucking whole ass. Uh, kicker and shit, and he was just terrible and yep. shit. So I mean, but we come from a, a, a team that we've never had to worry about a kicker. Well, Jason right. Hansen has been the kicker. We never had. It would never thought that it would be an issue with Detroiting kicker, the highest scoring player in NFL history. Yeah. That shows you how shitty and, we are. And, and, and oh, to me, and and to that's me, another Lions fault, man. And to me, when people say Barry Sanders, Jason Hansen is my favorite Lions by far. I mean, Barry Sanders is my the, one of the dopest fucking running backs to, to ever play the fucking game. You mean hyperbolic? We what couldn't I score touchdowns. We had to kick it. Jason has your favorite line ever. Come on. Yes, by far. Seriously, seriously. Yes, by far. Okay, you're, yeah, you're he's the most consistent. <laughs> ass you're doing the balls right now. Yeah. I get your point, but come on. Because yeah, of how no, shitty we but were. Barry's my, fa- Barry's my favorite player. Period. But Lions, yeah, Jason has it for sure. But whatever the case. How do you say Barry's your favorite player, but Jason has your favorite line? That, that could work. <laughs> no, it don't. It does work. Barry Sanders playing for the Lions, so if he's your favorite player, he should be your favorite Lion. In general. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's, the, no, it's no. the whole chip on the, the shoulder situation. Like, like this guy, like when you look back on it, like he just had this like ultimate kicking career. But like when you look back on weird things, like I don't remember him ever going to Pro Bowls. There's a lot of weird things with his career. You're like, How did he not go to Pro Bowls? I, I don't, don't know. I, well, think about it. Every year they looked at his team's record and they're like... <laughs> oh fuck this! <laughs> fuck this guy in his face, man! Throw that piece of paper out the list. Yeah. Well, Barry's. Well, that's Barry. Yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah, Barry was just so fucking good, man. You know, we're never gonna see nothing like that again. You're never, we're no. never gonna even see that style of a player again. You're never gonna see right. anybody who moved like that ever again. No, no. And it's kind ever. of shitty that right you know. I, I, I see these. I see these fucking arguments of people bringing up fucking Emmitt Smith and it fucking. It burns. You could drive a fucking truck through that line, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like, I'm not saying he's a good player, but fuck, fuck Emmett Smith, man. Yeah. Emmett Smith <laughs> could have done the things that Barry did on the lines. Emmett Smith could not have been there. Emmett Smith had impeccable lines that had helped him push through it, all the shit he was doing. He could have never did that with a Detroit line. Barry Sanders is the all-time leader in negative yards. Yeah. 
and he's still <laughs> he's the crazy. second of all time. Just the thought, that's crazy. You ever see like his stats, like play by play? Like it'd be like, uh, first, game like by first, game. first carry be like negative one, second carry negative three, third carry two yards, fourth carry negative one, fifth carry twenty seven yards. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, six carries for now he's sitting at twenty five yards. Seventh carry negative three, eight negative one, ninth Nine. carry six yards. 10th carry, 11 yards. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's a good run. And then, but like you said, the 80's coming. It's going to happen. Exactly. So like his little two, three yards of carry shit, exactly. it gets picked up. And if it wasn't an 80, it's because he had two 34s. You know what I mean? Like one way or another, he found he's, those two or, three, two or three plays were going to happen if it wasn't that one you big play. You could never, ever, ever count him out, man. He could have yep. negative... Barry type motherfucker to have like negative three yards in a fourth quarter and finish the game with like a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously, think about that. You, that one you, run. You lead the fucking world in negative yards, and you still the second all-time leading yeah, rusher. Yeah, it was five yards a carry. You know what I'm saying? First career. You work that much harder than every other fucking running back in the fucking league forever. Yep. And still did it. And yep. did it well. I wonder how many people were uh, part of that. Uh, I hate you for leaving us, Barry. That like changed their mind like three seconds later. Like, I mean, I love you, Barry. <laughs> I love you, Barry. I, I never understood the like the 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 anger, the the anger. The I do. It's because it was such a pitiful football team that basically. Wait, uh, ang- wait what anger? The anger when of Barry the left. He left. Oh. Yeah, because it's fucking like, Barry, man. Nope. That's like because it was all they had for the team. The team was coming off a bad year, and Barry was the best player we ever had. We still couldn't win. He was possibly the best player in history, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to quit a couple years before I should." Well, You're like, they, "What, Rudy? Dying?" Had the same owners and stuff then and now. Yep. And if they never put the people around Barry to make Barry better, what the fuck makes you think they're going to put him around Stafford or anybody else in the match or yeah. Calvin Johnson? Or exactly. They're not. They've had Stafford for seven years, and no coaching has done anything to protect him or make it better for him to be able to play well. I mean, my thing is, you 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 recognize the player that he is, and if you want him to be the star player. The, the player we want for our organization, you put the players around to make it happen, I would think. Yeah. But if you're not going to do that in seven years, why the fuck, what, what are you doing then? Should we sign Andre Ware? Man. That was a good pick. Or Chuck Long, people forget about that one. They had, they had just did Andre Ware. Everybody always says Andre Ware, they always forget about Chuck Long. Yeah. A couple years just before fucking Andre Ware showed up to bomb out. Fuck. Nobody, Joey anybody, Harrington. Can anybody remember? Talk, Joey Harrington was the was the most disgusting situation ever. I felt like every drive was three and out, and he would never was throw he, the was ball. He worse, was he worse than Charlie Batch? Oh, oh he was way worse. Lord. Charlie Batch actually like was exciting to watch. He made plays. Joey he Harrington was three and out every time, and it was a seven yard pass. Happy feet. I remember the only time. I swear to God, the only time I remember Joey Harrington throwing the ball fifty yards was that big deep play to Scotty Anderson. Back in the day. Remember Scotty Anderson? He caught that deep touchdown. It was against... Oh, I can't remember who, who it was against. Who, who, who they, we won. The, who was the quarterback that threw that stupid-ass fucking sideways lob? Uh, Kidna. No, it was Kidna. Kidna. Yeah. I think Kidna. Shout he Kidna. threw some stupid-ass sideways lob. And it, uh, yeah. I, we, we definitely had some, some shitty... I was one of those guys that thought Kidna was going to be good for us. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like lobbying for him. I was like, man, this is what this, this team needs right now, man. Oh, Problem man. is, they weren't. They never recognized it as as a rebuilding situation. Like, like, yeah, this is what we need to like start over right now. You know, like they thought, like, well, we're building towards no. You're starting over. You're not building towards the playoffs. That's where they had that shit all fucked up. 
Remember Brian Kelly at corner? Jesus, man. I remember he was like a hundred years old and like Tampa <laughs> Tampa had just cut him and we we're like, You want like three or four million a year to start here? Like, These guys got cut, man. Oh, you guys man. are crazy. What are you That's doing? Funny. Yeah, fuck the Lions. We definitely have to. Uh, we, we're gonna have to definitely do some more, uh, some more sports-based uh, episodes, and we definitely would love y'all guys to come back for those, for those episodes. Because that would be definitely, uh, definitely. We don't, we don't. It's funny. We don't do too many sports, sports like related total episodes, just because I don't know. I think you know most people who listen don't really give a fuck about about, about sports, but. Right. This had this has by far been the been the best sports episode we've done. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> by far, by far. That's <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to uh, definitely have to do that again. Uh yeah, we're about at two hours, so we ain't gotta go too much longer. Um I got one final question. Okay. And excuse me, it relates to uh a news story that broke earlier this week. Um I don't even to talk about the news story. If you are a single man what do you think the chances are that you a wife Halle Berry? That you that you could? That you would. Like, like, now, like do you know her backstory? Given, given the like... idea that you could that you could, would you? Because she had like um she's been married three times. She, they announced that she was breaking up with her uh her current husband and David David Justice and uh Benet came out basically yeah. saying talking shit about her. I thought Eric, you, didn't you, Eric Benet cheat on her all the time or some shit? Like a sex addict or yeah, some weird shit. Yeah. <coughs> shit. Regardless. You fuck Halle Berry? Fuck yeah, I'd fuck Halle Berry. Well, no, I'll take that back. Obviously, you would fuck Halle Berry, but would you like. like at this like, point, do like you think that you could actually wife Halle, Halle Berry? Could you? Yeah, I mean, as fine as she is, knowing her history that she's been through marriages and can't get through it. And you think it long term as far as family. And shit like that. Is it is it worth more than a fuck? I guess. No. Well, for, for somebody no. like me, that would be worth the <laughs> hey, world. Like me, <laughs> that, that would be that would be worth the world. Like, all right, let's say I'm a single man, right? I'm and let's say I live my life that I'm living right now, and I'm trying to make hip hop music. All of a sudden, I'm this random white dude who's 20 years younger than Halle Berry, who makes hip hop, who's with her. So my wife's a a list. You know what I mean? She's a lister. Fuck yeah. That alone, I, I'm gonna become somebody bigger. I'm gonna become way bigger, whether I, I whether I become famous I or not. You have her in the videos too, right? Yeah, think about it. like think about it. all of a sudden I become the guy who's married to Halle Berry. Like, oh, he's married to Halle Berry. Like what? Uh, yeah, advertising. right. That's good advertising. I would have married Halle Berry, but ever since I seen Billy Bob giving her back shots, I was straight. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was probably one of the most weirdest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Like that was really like, ah, uh, like right. yeah, it was. <sighs> that was just a weird. The whole movie was weird. You're like, really? Is this all happening? Yeah, that was. Uh, she hooked up with him, and her kid looks like him. Why does her kid look like that? You're like, come on, man. There's no way. <laughs> so, Mike, what's, what's your thought? Would you, would you wipe a Halle Berry? No. But, no, but yes. I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, it's so hard to, like, distinguish between Halle Berry the person and Halle Berry, Halle Berry the celebrity. Right. So, like, you look at her, it's like, it's fucking Halle Berry. But, I mean, you go for, you, you, but I, like, based off her fucking, like, relationship history, it's like, that shit might be yeah, no really thanks. fucking traumatic. <laughs> Like I think I, I have two 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 visions of Halle Berry whenever I think of her. One is when her titties was out in Swordfish, and then <laughs> the second one was uh, last. When her titties out, my and then, no. And then the second one was the last Boy Scout when she was like 
killed up and shit. Those are the two. Oh two yeah, things. she got she got yeah, killed. And that was like, yeah. And I just I think like that. she got to be that fucked up of a person. Like she's that pretty that motherfuckers like I can't deal with you no more. Like it got to be something fucked up with her. Oh yeah. But here's the thing though. Like David Justice came out talking about oh she was uh slandering uh whatever the son that she has with I guess her current ex husband or some shit and like if that's if that's your girl and she's like out here like mm, shit I got these hiccups I gotta chill I'm, I'm like ruining the podcast but um she's out here like talking shit about your uh it was something like David Justice said that she was saying that her chill. Um, she was saying that her she didn't feel like her kid was safe around her current husband, and they done broke up. Like she done broke up with people that she was married with like three, four times. Like how can you really feel like there's somebody you could be with if you break up with her and all of a sudden she gonna throw you in the bus? And it was like mad women. It was like all oh, these salty ass ex husbands. They just jealous and shit. Like um, well. If they're customarily saying, like, she's kind of shitty and she's been in three marriages already, like, is she really, like, prime material? She could just be pretty as hell with nice pussy. Yeah. That's what I, that's actually what I think. <laughs> that's what it like, comes down to. She might just be like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, it might just be like, this is Halle Berry. I mean, she, she's a looker. I mean, it's funny. I remember a girl that, uh, I, I keep going on, we're we going to cut some. I remember a, a chick that I know. Uh, and Did you say we're going to cut some? Like, you going to talk about her? I said cut some. No, I said we're stop some. I remember a chick that I know, she, she's uh, bad as hell. I remember one, a dude I know, he used to talk to her. But he used to always complain that her pussy stink. But she was, she's cute as fine as ever. But, at some point, you can't deal with the smell. Like, if her pussy smell, her pussy smell. Like, there's, there's you can't deal with that. That like, might be Halle Berry. Like, her actual pussy might not smell, but her personality might be stank yeah. pussy. <laughs> maybe her pussy Stop does. At me, dog. Maybe, I can't help it. Maybe her pussy does smell. And, like, they don't talk about that part because they're trying to be cool about it. So, like, they look <laughs> at the other things, like, so much worse. Like, man, this bitch ain't Ooh, shit. I know. Pussy okay, stinks. Okay, okay. So, so, they're talking about the other shit instead. Totally, totally, totally last thing. Totally last thing. So, if you were if you were married, you got split with your girl, and y'all still married, and your homeboy start fucking her, is what? that cool? We still married, but y'all not fu- you, but y'all not together though. Y'all, not even if we get not even if you get divorced, it's y'all not legally cool. married. Yeah, no, that's right. the one that's person cool, you can't touch. That's right. Like, well, that goes to the uh, that was the Rick Fox and uh, I'm sorry, not Rick Fox. Oh, you mean the fucking uh, uh, Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes and uh, and Fisher. Oh, okay. uh, so do you know the story? No. So uh, Derek Fisher was basically fucking around with Matt Barnes' wife. They're not together, but Matt uh, uh, Fisher was at Matt Barnes' wife's house, and Matt Barnes' son FaceTime saying, you know, he was like looking like it was something was wrong. So he comes to the house and Fisher at the house with the wife and shit. They start like fighting and he tried to like two piece them and shit like that. Damn. <laughs> so so what happened? Did anybody get beat up? Allegedly, they start fighting, but I mean, they got broke up allegedly. Barnes looks like he might be able to fight. I, I got a feeling he's got a fight in him. Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't though. Oh, that's, that's too, too close. If you still married, I ain't. I ain't really trying to fuck with your, your wife. I was one of your boys, man. Yeah, no, nah, especially if you're boys. Like that's the one place you don't go. Like. Like, it's different, like, when somebody, like, if somebody fucks your ex-girlfriend or something, and, like, you move down with your life, who cares? 
But that's fuckboy shit. You do that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can't fuck somebody's wife. So I'm going to wait till this airplane go past before uh, it gets loud. That's one thing we would, when we, we used to record, we used to record outside of the table over there. And, you know, summer, it'd be nice. Fucking crickets, be loud as fuck. We hear all kinds of uh, random. Did you ever hear a dab torch? Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's funny, the dab torch ain't even shit because we used to have a fucking propane heater going in the winter. Okay. And you would hear it the whole fucking time. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a torch. I have a small torch. I used to like my cigar. I don't know where it's at. But you would hear it every time we fucking started, like you know, doing a doing a podcast and stuff like that. So, any uh, with last words, uh, file off. I want you to, uh, you know, plug it. You know, let us know about your album, uh, shit coming out, uh, all that stuff. So, you know, you on the show, want to be the, you know, pub your shit. So, yeah, winter takes all. It's gonna be dropping here within the next few weeks. Don't have an exact day, but we'll be hitting you with it real quickly. Coming out on the producers I know. Shout out to Dart. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to everybody who's fucking with producers I know. Chains, Peace of Mind, all the other cats that we're fucking with. My Deadbeats crew, everybody I fuck with. Shout out to all of them. There's a lot of cats I could be naming right now. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully, cats will be feeling the project, man. It's you know, it's ready to go. And, and the uh, video is called This Out Right Now. All hail the victor. All hail the victor. Yes. And what's your uh, your your Twitter name? Just file mouth, right? Yep. File mouth three one three. All right. Cool. Cool. And Pat, yours is Pat. Just, just Pat yeah. Pat. Pat underscore three one three. Yep. Yeah, Pat underscore three one three. Uh, shout out to Otis and Mike for having us, man. We yes, had a good time. Thank you. Oh, man, we did. We loved it. Dude. We Appreciate you coming. Guys, you know, for inviting sure. us over. Definitely like to do this again. And uh, shout out to Detroit, man. Shout out to all my Detroit fans. Shout out to all my music fam. And uh, I don't know. Uh, where can we find uh, So Lewis? Oh, it's on iTunes. Yeah, it's it should be on basically everything. I would tell you about it, but I'm about the worst there is when it comes to the internet and actually looking stuff <laughs> up. I have people take care of stuff for me. Now, like, I need to get this. You can buy it from? It's on iTunes. You can purchase it on iTunes. Just uh, search So Lewis, and um, there's actually there might be maybe two or three limited run cassettes left on Fat Beats. Um, I kind of want a cassette, man. I'm, I'm like really into this cassette shit, man. I kind of want a cassette. Y'all have cassettes or no? No, we actually we don't, but we might be able to. Ah, maybe one or two left. Yeah. They're supposedly, hopefully, they sold out soon, man. But uh, you'll be looking out. Uh, the winner takes all. Eventually, will be on iTunes and on Fat Beats cassettes too. Yes, we're we're gonna have tapes. If we don't, if we don't have them right now, we will extremely. I want to hear so Lewis. I'll hear it, but like I, I'm like into this. I'm like into this uh, cassette shit. So I would love to get a cassette, man. Like I, I don't know, I don't have a Walkman or none of that shit. But <laughs> I would, I would get a cassette and then buy a Walkman, man. Right. Like I'm into the cassette shit. Like, I, I like that idea. What is uh? Do, I think I told you before. You do you have a date for uh, Dramatic? Uh, no, no, no date on Dramatic yet. We're waiting to finish up a few things on it, man. What's but hopefully, that? Uh, my man, Peace of Mind's new beat tape that's coming out on Producers. I know it's called Dramatic. Um, Otis actually shot the cover for it. And uh, you, you could probably oh, ex- okay, yeah, yeah, you could yeah. probably expect that uh, sometime in December. Okay. Oh yeah, shout out to Eyes Bleed Defiance. That's my dude, Cancer. Yeah. Doing all the artwork and the videos. He killed that shit. Yeah, he's doing yeah. work for like the whole producers I know team. Man, he's super dope. That's what's up, that's what's up. But yeah, thanks again for having us, man. We appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Um, other than that, uh, we don't have any 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 last words, Mike. No, nah, man. Um. I do want to say though, like I would love, I would love to have y'all on more often, man. It, it was a good, good conversation. We had a good conversation before we started. 
we had a good conversation while we was recording, like, yeah. and shit, more than likely, we stopped to go have a good conversation. So, like, right. I, I, like, I, I would like to have y'all on again, man. It was dope, man. Like, we, we do this, and it's just me and him. And I feel like our best episodes, we have guests, because it gives, like, a more a natural uh, conversation going on. Right. Yeah. And I enjoyed, like, just talking about hip-hop, because, you know, we... We want to make our podcast for uh, a wider group of people, but at the same time, like me and Otis are big hip hop heads, and uh, the podcast is called "What Up" though. It's, it's about Detroit shit, man. So it's good having y'all on here, man. And I, Thanks. I would love to have Thank y'all you. on again, man. It was it was dope, dog. I really enjoyed this shit. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, second everything he said. You know, it's not too many uh, podcasts in Detroit, period. Right. And yeah. that was one of the reasons that we even started was because. I remember finding one and it was just, you know, kind of whack. And I was like, we can do this shit. They, they were like on iTunes and everything. I was like, we can do that shit. Like, that's not, that shouldn't be that fucking. If they yeah. can do it. I say they, they had, a, the dudes, I can't think of their names, but they had an episode. They were like recording at Rouge Park and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm saying? So Live like, from Rouge Park. Right, right. So like, we can do that shit. So, you know, we uh, uh, want to do uh, a lot more uh, local have a lot more local stuff. We had Rufio Jones, Kari, yeah. one sure. time. Shout out to Rufio. Yeah, it was dope as fuck, man. We had, we yeah, had, he was great, man. I love that dude. Yeah, we had to have, have him on again for sure. But, you know, we... Uh, He's another one that was like when we were at Wayne State, me, him, Ellingsworth, okay. like we all knew each other. We all went to the same high school. Okay. And like having Rufio, having him on was dope, man. It was a real great conversation. Like, I, I like having these local, these local cats on, man. And it, it, it helps because like even though we're like a local podcast, we do have listeners like outside of Detroit. Right. So it helps to have people on like that, man. Like one of our one of our favorite listeners, she's uh, actually from a. Uh, uh, oh shit! No, she sent us like three emails, and I wanted to read them on the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to read them on the fucking podcast. Damn, and we got to talking about the shit, and I forgot. Dog. Yeah. Like, we're talking, y'all trying to dip out? I, no. I got to take my old ass to bed soon, yeah, man. I get up at like four thirty a.m. We uh, let's just good hold, though. This is hold off. To, this is okay. We'll hold. We'll hold. We'll hold off to next week. So, uh, so anyway, thank if you, you listen to this, sorry, but like, yeah, we. we I meant to read your yeah. emails today. We totally fair. She's an. Uh, uh, is it Australia? Australia. Australia. Nice. So, but uh, anyway, you can find uh, uh, Pat underscore three one three on yep. Twitter. File mouth at file mouth on Twitter. Uh, I, well, he don't have three one three in it. No, is it file mouth three one three? Yeah, five yeah. three one three. Five three one three. I'm sorry, five three one three. Same thing um, with Instagram. You can find our uh, our podcast uh, on SoundCloud and, and iTunes. Just search the name. Uh, what up, no podcast? What up, no podcast on yeah. Facebook and uh, what other podcast on Twitter? And yeah, so next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.